4: Well, what do we have here? Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of WarChant.com. What do we have here on the WarChant? Let's go, baby.
5: Let's, Let's deal that for Bazelon. Let's go.
4: That's a winner right there. Two in a row. You got a game where we looked well coached. All facets of the game had things to be proud about. You were worried about maybe we needed the weather to help us. No, we didn't need anything. We just needed Mac Brown, baby. We got ourselves <laughs> a win today. Mac Brown is still winless against the Knowles, 35-25, to 25, and it was on cruise control in the fourth quarter, Gene. What a day for this team. What a turnaround. Go uh, ahead. It,
5: it, it, what's crazy, Tom, is you're sitting there at 10-0. You're like, yeah, hey, this is pretty much what we expected early on. The defense is getting gutted. The offense does an early three and out. And from then on, it was absolute 100% complete, unadulterated domination. Florida State beat the crap. Out of the Tar Heels on both sides of the ball for the entire game. There's a play here, there. You maybe didn't like to see, but man, oh man, the Knolls. And I, I, you know, I hate to be the. I told you, Soul, because remember, just a, a couple weeks ago, we kept telling people, look, I know it's bad. You've lost all these games. I'm telling you, the guts are right. Can I say that bamboo sprout? Bamboo might have sprouted, Tom.
4: Oh, Gene, I got something for you. Here's a here's a little present. Ooh, look at that. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's bamboo time. It's
5: awesome. Did you do that, Tom, or did you see that somewhere online? No, I
4: did. I made that. I made that. You're the man,
5: time. Look at that. It is bamboo time. Let's go.
4: I made it uh, during the fourth quarter, Gene. You know why? Because we were up three scores. That's why. I had time to I do it.
5: it. I was nervous until they, even that onside kick, man, when he bobbled. I'm like, oh, no.
6: Yep.
4: Oh,
5: Because, oh. no. well, you know, we, we've seen Jacksonville State. We've seen crazy-ass shit happen at the end of games that Florida State loses, so we're, we're, we're paranoid. But I, hats off to the – coach, man. It was funny. We were laughing. I'm sitting there with a couple of buddies watching the first half. And I always like to go to the tribal council, warchant.com and see what, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. And when it, I think it was 14, 10 or whatever, at some point, and somebody's still complaining about the play calling. And yep. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This was the best wow. game. Kenny Dillingham has called the yep. entire time. I mean, they were putting guys in motion. They had North Carolina on their heels. They didn't know what they were doing. Cause I noticed a couple of times in that zone read, Tom, and again, I know a lot of it's on the quarterback, but they crash down a lot. And after a couple of those, they go, you know what? Yep, George, just go to the outside. if They're going to do that. And then one of those popped. And once that happened, the floodgates opened.
4: Yeah, Gene, I thought the biggest call in this game is when it's 10 to nothing. North Carolina's had the football for 11 of the first 13 minutes of the football game. We go on a drive that takes 726 off the clock. You also get the quarter break. So it was a, an absolutely huge moment to give the defense some rest. But we had a third and eight and we called a run with Jay Sean Corbin. You put the ball in your best player's hands. We ended up getting the first down on the play. That call told me that it was two down territory. We were going to try and make something happen with two plays, but they put the ball in the hands of one of their best players, and that is all you can ask for. Sometimes it's not going to be enough, but today it was more than enough. And the player of the game is, without a doubt, our pal 13 here. What a day for Jordan Travis. There it is. Look at those numbers. Now those rushing totals are before the last couple of kneel downs. Uh, the the official stats took a, a long time. No, that's
5: my favorite. That's my favorite running play, though, Tom.
4: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's good. It doesn't matter if that brought him down from 121 down to about a buck 08 or something. What is he
5: at? He's 120. It says he's 121. It says if I'm looking at the stat broadcast stats. It still has yep. about 121. So yeah, you're that, good.
4: Yeah, that's fine by me. It's before those kneel downs, and that we we take kneel downs here on the WarChant.com post game show when they're coming from the Garnet and Gold. And remember, there's the there's the number right there. It's 850 805 5911. The lines I'm sure are going to light up today. Remember, underneath Gene, if you're watching this thing. On YouTube, there is a thumbs up button. Hit that, please. There is a subscribe button. If you haven't done that yet, please hit that and the bell right next to it. Every time we go live on WarChant TV with brand new content, and we've got a ton of it. We'll tell you about it later. You can be alerted that here it is. It's time to tune in to WarChant TV, and we thank you for helping us find more Knowles who are looking for our content. Gene, did we go to the – oh, wait a minute. You know what I forgot? Let's
5: talk about – this is a great time to talk about our sponsor, Tom. Yes, it also, is. Also, I think it is Cheers, by the way. Yes, Cheers. Drink it. And Although, not, I see you're not drinking, Tom. You're hydrating.
4: Yeah, that's correct. I am hydrating. I'm having some water. I'm having some Corey Clark water right here. It's in solidarity with, uh, with our pal, Corey, who's actually up there in Chapel Hill for today. Yeah, hopefully he'll
5: check in with us later. I'm doing a little – uh you know, we're October. I'm doing a little gourds Gone Wild, Tampa Brewing Company. Absolutely. You know, I got to do a little pumpkin beer.
4: Yeah, that's a good play. All kind right. Of the so fresh, now, the mood. Let me wipe this up here because, hey, man, they stuck with us, and we've had some ugly postgame call-in shows here this season. Don't we all know that? Mm. It's Team Paper. And now you can ask this question all you want because we have the answers for you. What is Team Paper? It's a website created in the era of NILs to connect you to your favorite athletes right here in Tallahassee at TeamPaper.com. You'll find videos made by the Knowles for you. You'll learn personal backstories, hear motivational tips, Maybe a celebratory video or two, because we've got back-to-back wins now. Oh, they might have some
5: good videos from the locker room on this one.
4: 80% of every purchase goes right in the pockets of these players. They turn the money right around. All they need is operating expenses, and then they get the money to the players. If you buy the Tallahassee bundle, use code Warchant, because you're going to get $10 off the Tallahassee bundle. And what that does, uh, when you pay that money, it goes and spreads evenly among Florida State's roster, the people who are involved with Team Paper. We thank them so much for their support this season, and uh, this is a day where it pays off. Thank you guys at TeamPaper.com. Man, oh, man, Gene, this is uh, – I did not expect to be doing this today.
5: No, it just—it was odd going into this game. It's just everybody had the same attitude. You're like, yeah, the line's a little – I think they might cover. I had a feeling they might be able to cover. I figured they take a little – I think – it's this Tom – and I'm curious, I know we're going to to the phone lines. I appreciate everybody calling in. We're going to get to you soon is this just a matter of getting a little bit of confidence? Because we kept hearing good things out of practice. Mm-hmm. we like the way Nor- Mike Norvell and the staff has been the direction they've been going behind the scenes. We haven't seen it on the field yep. and just finally getting that win against Syracuse was just this is a team. they just look different. They look confident. Like they knew what they're going to do. They're going to go out and execute and they're going to, when there's a play on the line again, I go back to this situationally again, this team has been a nightmare until the last couple of weeks, they convert seven out of 10 third downs. You mentioned that yeah. third down, before Tom, there's another one in the second half. I think it was a third and 12. Mm-hmm. And there was that passing play in the sideline. I think yep. uh, Keyshawn had that tippy toe pass. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen anything like that for a couple of years from Florida State. Yeah. Making those plays yes. in key situations, situationally, that's the place you have to do it. And they did it every, almost every time they had to in this game.
4: Yeah, one of the big plays earlier in the game was the On Jones interception in the end mm. the touchback. Uh touchback. North Carolina was going down the field. They were going to answer that moment. I think it's a few things, Gene, because, again, it did start out 10-0. This wasn't a yeah. pretty beginning to the football game for Florida State. But for the second year in a row, I have to ask, what the hell was the game plan for Mac? I don't care. Thank you very much. But if you look at us, you're going to come out and try to establish the run and not throw the football like last year they did the opposite where where you know you would think that Javante Williams and Michael Carter would, would get the ball a ton this year they try to establish the run when clearly if you look at how banged up we were at safety we didn't have a couple of guys available again today and you look at the shot plays that are being completed all the time every single week we give up a big play down the field I would have thought it's Sam Howell throw it 50 times let's light it up and try to score 60 they came out and tried to establish the run and By the time they figured it out, it was too late, Gene, because we were rolling. And the number one difference I saw today between Jordan Travis from other games and this game, how comfortable was he at the mesh point, Gene, making Mm. the decision on the read option? He was holding the ball like he's playing for Wake Forest. He waited till the last possible second Mm -hmm. on six to seven instances where it ended up being a big play for Florida State because the other choice was a negative play. What a
5: day for him! He the game looks slow to Jordan Travis today, and that is big time news for us. You're right, that's you wonder about if the light bulb turns on for him and he starts doing that because that's such a big player right at that mesh point. That that little extra second you wait to read the defensive end crashing down, we saw it. You saw in that big run, you saw in other plays, and that's the thing, too. We talked about before. When McKenzie was in there, having him in there opens up so many other things because it creates the defensive backs have to come up because they're worried about there. It makes the other players worry about him on the outside. and opens up for Jay Sean and, and Treshawn to get in there in the holes between the tackles. So it opens up so much in just a little bit of passing. And that's one thing, no turnovers, key yep. situations. He completed uh, 11 out of 13, very efficient. That's exactly what you want. And if he does that, Florida State's offense can do – even with a substandard wide receiver core. And I, I, I'm not trying to slight them. They did very well today. Yep. Uh, but even with that, if you can do that, you can win a lot of games and score a lot of points. You know, it's not like they threw for 400 yards today. So I'm not, I'm not making
4: no. that point here, but, but stay with me yesterday on the Jeff Cameron show, which you can catch right here on War Chan TV, one o'clock every weekday. Uh, we go live from the studios over at 93.3 FM. I said that, you know, if you look at pro football focus grades of Florida State's ACC competition to this point and Notre Dame, The average rating of those defenses from a coverage standpoint was 19th in the country. We faced a lot of secondaries. North Carolina was closer to 90th, not in the top 20. So I Mm -hmm. thought there might be some chances down the field today, but we got those chances based upon establishing the run. And Gene, now it's a trend. I thought the Louisville game was well called. I thought last week's game there was a plan clearly from the offense. And now again today, that's three in a row. That's three in a row. Take a bow, guys.
5: Yeah, and you went with your strength. I mean, you you dedicated to the run. I mean, you sure early on, a couple things didn't go so well. But once you dedicated that, that is your strength. And it's not going to, you know what, Tom? If you can't run the football against a team with this team, you're probably not going to win. It is what it is. But if you go into it and go, if you go out of what you do well, and try to do things you don't do well, you're definitely not going to win. So I mean, I appreciate the staff. They, I think they've kind of found the identity of this team. And as you pointed out, that opens up those plays down the field. Those plays that you had down to Pokey in the big plate. How, how about Pokey coming back? I mean, yeah, you know, after that horrible game he had last week, to able to get those uh, – do he have two touchdown passes yeah. he ended up with? Yeah, very happy for Pokey, man. Good kid. Happy to see that happen for him and bounce back the way he did. In those receivers, they did, right? Keyshawn had a couple of those key catches. Pokey had the big one down there, too, in the end zone, especially at the end of the game. So those guys, they don't have to do anything crazy. but just And and McLean getting his first touchdown early in the game as well. And you think about this, Tom. After that ten nothing start, now let's say the last touchdown Florida State was in a soft defense and have absolutely no problem letting North Carolina. Would they take five six minutes off the clock? They had no urgency. They didn't care to be there anymore. Gene, what yeah, the heck? F- I, no, I have no problem with that. They can go ahead and just eat the clock up on that. So if you don't wow. realize the score after that ten nothing. Florida State thirty five, North Carolina seven. In North Carolina, team, you're at 17 and a half point underdogs. You dominated the crap out of them yeah. for a majority of the game. That is really impressive. I don't think any of us saw that coming.
4: I texted our compatriot, Jeff Cameron, before the half. Uh, there was a there was a play late in the going. I think it was a, a holding call on North Carolina after a good scramble by Howell, and there was a look in his eyes. And that look was defeated. Mm. The game wasn't over yet. It was only, I think, 21-10 at the time. But he had this look where he didn't even want to be there. And the way the team carried itself in the fourth quarter,
5: if you're doing a post-game show on YouTube for North Carolina, Woo! good luck tonight. They didn't they, – they, I think they put – Like the- you said, that lack of sense of urgency. I mean, have they not seen Florida State play this season? Oh. 17 points in the fourth quarter is not unsurmountable. That's probably – I mean, I'm thinking this is a 50-50 thing going in. Maybe I'm a little pessimistic, but I've seen this team have horrible breakdowns in the second secondary. you got a really good quarterback you got a real good shot to come back and man, for them to just these little two yard dump offs.
4: Yeah. How do and you, then,
5: and then when they got up to the line, 20 seconds are going off the clock. Oh,
4: no, there was out. They threw in the towel with eight minutes to go in this game. There's, wow. no,
5: other, there's no other explanation
4: for it. Why, why the lack of urgency again, you're right against the defense like ours, they put up four thirty-two, but these stats lie a little bit. When you look at the total yards, because the way the game felt yeah. Everything about it after the first quarter was all
5: Florida State. We thank you, Gordon, yeah. for your contribution. Yeah, Sod Cemetery. Doug Mannheimer's going to be out there with his little shovel mm-hmm. tombstone. Yep, will be an addition. Hopefully, they'll have it by, I don't know, I guess by week. They should have that out there for the UMass game, I would hope. So you can go back and
7: I would think so, Yeah, and
5: look a little, an additional addition to the Sod Cemetery. That'll be yeah. Great.
4: Give the fake turf a haircut. There we go. Yeah. Uh,
5: James, we appreciate you. Nick, these comments are flying in
4: fast, folks. So we're going to try to get yeah. everybody and thank everybody. Uh, Flabby Gilmore, what a name. I appreciate woo! appreciate your support. And Mistel yes. Vishal, thank you. Oh, our boy. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's thank go. You. Woo. Give you a little Ric Flair. Woo. There's more, but these comments are flying in fast because yeah, we, we, we have appreciate it. a win today. Thank you, everybody, for uh, yes. obviously supporting our program.
5: Uh, it's not just team paper. Run game is our identity. You got it, Andre. Absolutely, man. We've been screaming about that for a few weeks. Run the freaking ball. That's what this team does. Corbin and Ward are two, and, and Travis, running the football, your three best players on that side of the ball. You know what they do well? They run the ball well. Absolutely. And you know what, Tom? I've noticed this on PFF, and I'll be very curious to see the stats. Tomorrow, we'll have that up on Warchant.com. Tribal counts in the morning. I put those up. Mm-hmm. I noticed a dramatic increase in the run blocking grades last week when Smith was in there Mm -hmm. I mean I know you're an aficionado and you do your third and laying it's a great feature on war chain every week but man I got it what is he that much different at center having Maury Smith there in the run game versus I mean because it's so different all of a sudden they can run the football
4: yeah well and uh our our guy DLT went down today with an injury and baby on Johnson plays right guard that he played well he was fine yeah played well I, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's uh, the, the declarations, the passing off the chemistry, but you're right. We noticed a difference last week. And then today when Bavion came in, uh, everything was smooth sailing. And, and a lot of that, though, Gene, we would have had a lot of TFLs, giving up a lot of TFLs, North Carolina. But Jordan Travis making the proper read and the read option. I mean, mm. think about how many years going back to Jimbo with Ponder and Manuel towards the end with Everett Golson. How many years? Have we run a play here in Tallahassee called a zone read, but our quarterback doesn't know what the hell to do. We seem to do it against North
5: Carolina. Oh, today. (laughs) For (laughs) some reason, we have that play down. And I'm hoping it's just a matter. He's done it. You know, it's a learning curve thing, and I'm hoping maybe it's finally clicked in. Like you said, him holding that just a split second more, yep, can make such a huge difference in that play. It's a difference between a whatever. How long was this long touchdown run? Uh, uh, fifty-three yeah. yards, mm-hmm. a fifty-three yard touchdown, and a you know one-yard loss if you hand it off to the running back. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's absolutely huge, and he can do that. And I love the fact. If we can start doing that consistently, Tom, it's going to open up the, the passing game a little bit, too, because, man, he, those safeties have to come up and support. He's a big
4: body language guy, Gene. You can tell when he's not 100%, but today, everything about That him.
5: smile on his face from that first pat, touchdown pass to McClain. Yep, the pearly whites came out, and you go, okay, he's in. He's in this game.
4: He looked like somebody who was completely prepared for everything he saw. That that you know what? That's a sentence right there that Noel fans need to hear again. He looked like somebody who was prepared for everything that he saw out there. Yeah. Okay. What is preparation? Hey, that's coaching. Take about a bow today, guys. Take a bow, yep. coaching staff. Thank you to Charles for the support. Uh Terry as well. Go Knowles. James. Chipping in. Thank you, James. That was – all right,
5: all right, all right. All right. That was a McConaughey win. Or my bongos. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> Marcus, thank you. I'm not you taking so my shirt off. Sorry. But. No, that that's <laughs> fine
4: by me. Thank we you. We don't want that. Uh, all right. So here we go to the phone And, line. Corey,
5: I'm thinking of Corey. We need to go to the phone lines. And, Corey, you brought a, uh, the Jones interception, too. And that's something mm-hmm. – Corey's been – you know, those plays, he had position. He went up and made a play. You know, you, we can uh, – he's always like to say, you know, Florida State can make the play, too. Mm-hmm. we see the other team make a plane how about him getting the inside position on that plane going up and grabbing that
4: one that is that that's how it's coached yep. that's what football. you're supposed to do finding a football turning around and getting your hands on it and securing it and uh love bbq and knowles that's right maybe five years mm-hmm. ago we did run his own read maybe we did successfully that's a good call out of you sir all <laughs> right to the phone lines we go and we start with our pal in ocala this is gene Gene, you're talking to Gene. You're talking to Tom. This is the Warchance.com game show. Happy Victory Saturday, sir. Go ahead.
0: Oh, man. What a game. What a victory. What a victory.
5: Let's go, Gene.
0: How, how's it doing this evening? We're,
5: oh, we're riding high, baby. <laughs> we're doing great, man. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what are
4: your thoughts about today, yeah. other than the happiness?
0: The only thing, the only thing, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, just thinking about why Coach Fuller would not put a spy on Sam Howell Did not make any kind of adjustments on that. And that just seemed, just like last week, that just seemed like it kind of hurt us. Um, Not going to really dwell on that. Just glad the guys finally got an offensive concept on what we want to run and just sticking with it. Not having a run game, run for nine yards, and then start trying to pass the ball. Just continuously beating down that North Carolina front. So happy. Actually, I'm up here in South Carolina. Just uh, waving this old Garner and gold flag, and uh, just can't can't be happy enough that just wishing that we were like three and two instead of this two and four. Yeah. But man, what, oh. just respecting the climb.
5: Yep. Well, thank you, Gene. And Gene makes a funny, interesting point about. I mean, again, the fluke of the Jacksonville State game. Imagine if that nonsense doesn't happen. Where we're at right now, it's yep. um, you're like, hey, well, it's actually going to be a pretty good season. Yeah. You're and free- then, man, that's the, but we're always going to say,
4: but. You had Jacksonville State. Yep, you're three and three, and you have some things you like. That I think that's yeah. where you'd be right now. You'd say, yeah, they, they've got some. They've shown some growth. Three and three, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. We're
5: happy, but yeah, I mean, the one thing, yeah, it was it was a little frustrating. I mean, same how would he end up running for in that game? Um, yeah, 108 yards. That's too many yards for him. A couple third down conversions. My thinking was when he did that, I'm hoping this is what happened, and maybe Tom, when you go back and look at this a little bit, and we can ask Adam Fuller about it a little bit is I'm hoping they were being, look, we'll give up an occasional run. We're not going to give up the big play. Maybe that safety or somebody who's spying on him was dropping back to prevent the big play. Yeah, They're, Or covering up the middle of the field because how many times they do that little crossing route in the middle on those third down plays. You, you know what? We're not going to give that up. If he runs and yeah. gets it, he gets it. That's that's what I think happened in the game. I don't like it. I hate the quarterback on a third and eight running for nine yards. It pisses you off. But yeah. if, if it takes away those crazy 20-yard crossing routes in the middle of the field, I'll take it
4: yeah, I think that you know their theory was what you're saying first of all, Gene, which is if he's gonna run, that's better than him throwing over our heads and Josh yeah. Browns going for 250 today and, and you know they're lighting up the scoreboard left and right. Uh, I thought they did employ a spy a little bit later, but North Carolina did a good job with some called quarterback draws where they had a lead blocker out there to get in the way of a linebacker or a safety. But in the beginning of the game, you're absolutely right, Gene. There wasn't one. Uh, I, again, on my text thread, I was saying, man, at some point here, he's already burned you twice. You're going to have to commit some eyeballs to him. Uh, I think they were trying to contain him with the way that they were twisting up front and some of the games they were creating inside, but Mm -hmm. he would break the pocket. He's a good runner. He's a good runner, but you know what, what else he is? He's winless against Florida state. (laughs) Let's keep it positive. Damn. You
5: blew it, buddy. You should have come to Florida state. Now you're (laughs) you're reaping that
4: crap. Well, Sam Howell was on the field for two Florida State wins in his career. That's for sure. He just yeah. he wasn't the winner. So we go out to Hawaii now. All right. Oh boy, Ralph, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Aloha,
5: Ralph. How's it?
4: <laughs> Aloha, man. What you got?
8: Uh, well, you know, I just wanted to comment on the difference between last year's victory and this year. I know last year, everybody was happy. Some folks even called in. We're back. It felt like more of what UNC didn't do than what we did do last year. This feels totally different. I think it seems like the guys are finally either getting the scheme or getting the confidence. This felt like a solid win, and I'm just so happy for the guys, and I'm just so happy for the rest of the war champ, Ohana, and all the fans out there. We all really deserve this one.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good call, Ralph. Uh, it's a really good call because, again, yeah. this does feel different. This feels like a comprehensive
5: victory, not one that you were lucky to get.
4: This feels like you yeah. out-coached him, you out-prepared him, and you outplayed played him plain and simple. Wouldn't you agree, Gene?
5: Yeah. Uh, like I said, for, I don't know, about 70% of the game, it was 35-7 to was the score. Yeah. I mean, during the heart of the game, you don't do that unless you're just flat-out playing really well. And like I said, I think it's a confidence thing. I think Ralph mentioned the confidence thing. You notice the mentality of these guys, the look in their face, when there's a you know when there's a bad play, they don't suddenly melt down. They they've got to win. They go, okay, we're starting to buy in. We've talked about that the whole time. This process, we're always talking about process and them buying into it. Well, you know, we haven't seen the results, mm-hmm. and now suddenly they go, wait a minute, we went out, we we bought into the process, and we won a game. Yeah, you know, maybe this is working. And they go out and they get up, they make a couple good plays against North Carolina. in Their head, you know what? Hey, this is working. They get, and that builds more and more confidence for these guys, where before they were always looking for an excuse to melt down, like, okay, it's going to go against us for Florida State. Things are going to fall apart. And we're, That's not the mentality right now. So I really hope this can continue to build. Going forward It's a good time. I think it's, a, you know, you got your momentum, but I like the bye week. You get a little healthier. You go in the off season, Yep. You go on, you know, the bye week. You got UMass coming up, who, by the way, got the win. You saw that? Yep, I did. UMass yep. comes in on a one-game winning streak.
4: There it is. Old Florida, Florida.
5: State. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 fun to see that these guys have put in a lot of work and they seem to be doing things the right way behind the scenes. And now it's finally starting to pay off on the field.
4: Yeah, it was a slow build to this game, too, because, again, they were down 10 to nothing. And that just that building had a dead feel to it, at least through the television screen the whole day. And you go through the first quarter. I'm like, all right, the D lines invested. We went three and out. We haven't had the ball. So let's see where this goes. And then it just built on itself over and over again. The word we've criticized the coaches for this word before respond they responded today they absolutely did uh we appreciate M sin for, his- for
5: for old dad can you bring out the bamboo again oh yeah sure old dad this is for you buddy there you go it's- there we go the bamboo has sprouted <laughs> I need to get I need to get a big bamboo shoot and take it into the press conference on Monday and just bring it up to my boy yep Kenny there
4: I think we should make that shirt Gene we can make some money
5: awards yeah, That's true if we get Kenny we do some charity get Kenny to sign off on it and do a little we appreciate the the
4: 07 Encyclopedia. Appreciate the contribution of the program. Uh, get a dictionary and look up irony, and then uh, combine it with humor, and uh, we'll be okay. Uh, next <laughs> up on the WarChant.com post game show is Josh in New York. Hey man, Josh has been a frequent caller here to the WarChant post game show. Today he calls after a victory. Go ahead, Gosh. Josh. Welcome.
9: Oh my God! In heaven, <laughs> like a million, maybe two million bucks, maybe three million bucks. Listen, Tom Lang is officially Dr. Strange from the Avengers because he gave us one path to victory. And we finally got that one path, which was some D-line pressure, and it got Sam off his spot. And he did what Sam does when he's off his spot, not play well. I'm just so happy. I'm so happy, man. Forget Kirby Smart. Forget Nick
5: Saban. (laughs) Forget Brett (laughs) Benwell. We have Adam Fuller. Okay? Come on now, Josh. (laughs) I know you're throwing a little Backward shade on our boy Come on now
9: (laughs) No, no, no shade Listen, with that said I think we're going to be the most improved team In the country at the end of the year What do you guys think? Love it
5: Oh man, that would be something you know what? I mean this. This is this really kind of opens up a lot of things for the second half of the season. When we get back from that bye week, just be a lot of talk over the next week. It's going to be a fun week to write mm-hmm. and for do our video features to talk about what is where do you go from here with us. This is interesting. Now they've got they got a kind of an ugly squeaked it out win against Syracuse, but then you went out you dominated a pretty good North Carolina team on the road, yeah. uh, on both sides of the ball. I mean, it, I still think there's some ups and downs with this team, but. Could they win? A, could they win a couple more games? Could they beat a Miami team? I, I think that's really in play now. They may heck. They made even a favor against Miami, especially if King doesn't play. Yep. You know, it, there's a couple more games that are a lot more winnable now. Who knows what this team could do? Now they got a little confidence.
4: Yeah, Gene. I mean, there's no doubt here. You have got the bye week, and and you beat umass and then you go on the road with a lot of confidence to play clemson and just you know there's nothing to lose stop it stop it tom
5: don't go there
4: i'm just saying you do it no i won't won't. (laughs) okay but they're gonna go there and play they got nothing to lose and they're gonna be confident hopefully hopefully they take this lesson and and you know they understand what's happening in front of them because they they look like they're understanding on the field but understand how to process the success spend the next couple of weeks getting ready for your opponents after the bye week like nc state miami but you go on the road, and who knows? Maybe the D line keeps you in the ball game in the second half, and they're sweating bullets up there in Clemson. I, I don't know.
5: Oh. I'm not calling for it. I'm oh, just, I just want to win over Miami. You know, whatever the rest of the second half of the season plays out, give me the win over the Canes, and maybe squeak out one other one. Yep. I think I think the fans will be satisfied with that because you got a lot of momentum. And I think you know what this does all over, Tom. It's like fine about the record, the season, the momentum. What it probably may do. It may save that recruiting class. Mike Norvell and the staff has done an incredible job holding on to it, despite embarrassing losses against FCS teams, being blow up by Wake Forest, some of the other shenanigans that have gone on. But what has gone on since the second half of that Louisville game? Mm -hmm. I think suddenly now, you know, the recruits are like, "Okay, what he's been selling us, what he's been telling us, I'm now actually seeing it with my eyes." And yes, I do want to be a part of that. Travis Hunter, Duffy. Those guys are coming in. You bring a lot of offensive line. Maybe a couple of key transfers in as well. And that's not it's not only the recruiting class, it's the transfers. They want to play for a team that's on the rise that can play well. So maybe you're going to need to replace those two defensive ends because that's really made a huge difference in this team. You better bring at least one more big defensive end because I I have not seen anything – from the young guys at defensive end that gives me any hope tom that's true no they've got some immediate
4: needs and hopefully they just became a lot more attractive to some yeah. of the players who were looking for a home today
5: cuz Jermaine let's germaine could end up being a pretty high draft pick how he's yeah. playing so a transfer goes you know what it worked for Jermaine johnson yep i yep. want to go there i can do that and get be a high draft pick and get 100% playing time
4: can we get a delta variant covid waiver so he can come back again next year like <laughs> can we do that that'd be great uh, next up on the warchant.com post game show we go to a pillar, Mr. Eric Angel. What's up Eric? Tom
8: G oh, oh my gosh, man, what is going on? What's, What's up, buddy? Oh baby.
3: Cheers. Here
8: we go, Seminole. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go, Seminole. here we go. Hey, I told you, Tom, the other day on the Jeff Cameron show, we bring home that grass and tell Jeff I love him. I'll take ten percent every day, baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: and, and by the way, Shane Kirkley says hi, guys. Hey, and I'll
4: Shane, you- another pillar. Yeah. So you guys watch the game together, man. That, that's awesome. Uh, any- yeah, I'll see you guys for the UMass game. Yes, sir. I'll all be right. down for you.
5: Coming for you, All right. Well, come out if you can get out early. We'll have the, you got the happy hour going at Corner Pocket Friday night. We'll, for all the home games. Corey, Jeff, well, I, pop, I pop by there. Tom's out there producing, man. Come on by. have a couple cold ones with him. And I'm sure both Tom and Corey will be hydrating. Oh, yeah. yeah.
7: Oh, man, I can't wait to see what Corey's doing to, after today's game.
5: <laughs> if you pour champagne in his eyes, what is he going to do in Carolina?
4: Yeah, that's. I, I'm also going to set the over-under. We appreciate it, Eric. We'll see you in a couple weeks' time. Uh, thanks for uh, calling in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to set the over under at nine and a half ultras later for one Corey Clark, because he gets to write a column that he can smile as he closes yes. his laptop. He can say, oh, look at I that. I hope
5: he brought something with him to, to Carolina because now he set the bar so high after the last one. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he going to do? I, I think he made a bet. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember the show that the wake up war chant live. They did which you guys can watch every Tuesday night on right here on war chant TV. One of the reasons why I want to subscribe, you get this cool programming, down there i don't know if it was this game with a win but he promised people lots of money all the people that shined it off the message boards like literally was saying i'm gonna give everybody ten dollars if florida state wins a game i don't remember if it was this game or he said the clemson game it might have been the clemson game okay he said if they beat clemson but you want if you were in that wake up war chant live with Corey. go back i think we can get that on demand here on war chant tv go back and if we get cory on we hopefully he's If we don't get him, we'll get Ira, but we hope to get him in from North Carolina. I'm going to ask him about that. Like, what was the the promise he made? He may ask you to delete that video, Tom.
4: (laughs) Well, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, hopefully he comes on. I know that they've got – they run a tight ship up there uh in chapel hill when it yes, comes, guess they to the do platform. so you know if you thought it was bad at wake when they kicked uh Corey and ira out this it's going to be uh interesting today
5: eric we appreciate well, eric thanks again eric who just called in buddy appreciate it man you, you are a pillar without a doubt and you did call it all week long you're saying yep. they're gonna go get the win so absolutely Eric nailed it
4: uh greg we appreciate your contribution uh let's see james b says that cory should pop out of a cake that'd be outstanding what do you think, Gene? Should we order one of those big cakes that he can do maybe at the we, happy hour? You know, hour? we could
5: do that for the UMass game. We could have some kind yep. of shenanigans going on with Corey for the happy hour. I don't know. Do we do we put him in a bikini coming out?
4: Oh, uh, again,
5: <laughs> again uh, I'll,
4: that's a video I'll skip at that point. We don't like to skip videos at War Chant TV, but that's one I'll probably pass on. Uh, we'll you know, be,
5: <laughs> ba- YouTube will ban us if we do that. <laughs> right, they should. In appropriate content.
4: And they should. We go down to Tampa. We're talking to Christian. Christian, go ahead.
7: All right, guys, I just want to give a special shout out to all the Jordan Travis fans out there who stayed on his bandwagon. Um, I think he did something for his future Heisman campaign next year. Um, but the one thing I want you guys to comment on is can we please in this narrative that Florida State doesn't have the talent or the players on the field that, you know, in the beginning part of the season, there were some personal mistakes that really like led the team down. And when you give these kids just a defense, they can run that so they can match up player to player. Well,
4: I mean, this is the day. If you're going to pick a day to say that we've got yeah. more talent than, than we're showing, today would be
5: that day. Well, I think you've got to coach around. There's some limitations. They're, they're, they, I mean, Without a doubt, Chris is absolutely right. They have not played up to the talent they have. They're, they have more talent than what they've shown. You don't lose to an FCS team. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, some of the other performances they've had. But I will say part of that is got to coach around. There's some limitations. The offensive line, especially the, for a while, there was very banged up. We've seen a difference since Robert Scott came back. Yep. Maury Scott, Maury Smith came back. There's a, been a big difference there. That makes a big difference. The receivers on the whole, well, they played very well today. They're not up to Florida State standards. They're a little bit behind there. And, it, you know, they've had a lot of injuries in the back in this, in the secondary on defense. And those guys have definitely not played up to snuff. But, you know, part of that is coaching. you got to coach around some of that stuff but where you do have strengths and personnel, you got to take advantage of it. We saw that today in the defensive front, Tom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's where your strength Your strength is there. And you got a couple of pretty good running backs, and yeah. you know what? They leaned on their strengths, and when you do that, you know what? You can win games.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think. Ooh, I just got distracted because uh, we have ourselves a massive Michael.
5: Woo, Ric Flair for Whoa, you! Oh my goodness, Michael!
4: Thank you so much, uh, Hunter.
5: IG live with FSU and team locker room. Oh man, can man we, can, we got it, Tom. You got it. We see. We need a producer for uh, the show. We could pull that up and go live to Travis Hunter. Yeah, Travis, reach out to me, dude. I think we're going to I need to work on the NIL deal. Don't you think so, Tom?
4: I would agree. I would. Yes, totally let's agree. let's
5: get that in. Let's get old Travis in for a little NIL action. I'll
4: see if I can lock that down, Gene, yes. uh, for later in the program. But uh, man, Michael, Woo!
5: that's awesome. So that I just said that, Tom, about how much this helps the recruiting class, mm-hmm. because suddenly now a guy like Travis Hunter, who made an official visit, no, unofficial visit, sorry, to Georgia last weekend. So you saw a little bit of the writing on the wall that he might be slipping. He said he was firm, but kids taking visits to schools like Georgia scares you, scares the heck out of you. But now he sees this performance. He's doing this IG live in the locker room with Florida State. That shows you all you need to know. He's coming to Florida State, and that's the guy. We talked about talent. Christian did. That's a guy you got out to, whether he's in the secondary, whether he's running routes. He's a difference maker that can put you to that next level.
4: Yeah, I can't find it currently on the Instagram account. His, I, I'm on his account. I'll see if I can rip it from maybe uh, maybe somebody from Twitter ripped it and put it on. But he's currently not yeah. live. But that okay. that would be a massive development, more massive than even that wonderful contribution, Michael. We really appreciate it on the WarChance.com post game show. Also, uh, Charles. I, I remember this. Thank part.
5: you, Charles.
4: Yep, Ira's going to do a keg stand. Oh,
5: and- Ira keg stand.
4: That's right. Now that is a video that I cannot wait to see. We're going to film
5: that. There's oh, no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ira well, keg stand. I don't know how that's. Did and he? Re- they- I, I vaguely remember. I don't think he agreed to do that. I think somebody brought that up. <laughs> I remember that. I think that was on headlines. Was that on? It
4: was, and they definitely.
5: But he, I thought he said he wouldn't do that.
4: They, they definitely agreed as well, Gene, to do uh, tequila shots. Okay, so tequila
5: shots. So tequila yep. shots. I don't think he agreed to that. Maybe we can compromise and have him do a funnel.
4: Yep. Oh, yeah. Beer funnel.
5: I can bring the beer funnel up. We can do a little Bed Bath & Beyond, maybe oh, um, a Depot.
4: That's right. Well, tomorrow's yep. a Sunday smash. So, I mean, there you go. There's the platform. Oh,
5: let's get smashed on the Sunday smash. There it awesome. is. So, Dude. Ira, tomorrow. So, you guys, a war chant. Again, Other reason to subscribe. Every Sunday night, Ira and Jeff go live for the Sunday smash, talking to FSU, a little NFL, some other stuff. Do that and go ahead and whether you go ahead and chime in and ask Ira about the keg stand funnel tequila shots, what he's going to do because he yeah. made some promises.
4: Well, I can tell you that they are very much looking forward to this show because this is a real legitimate win. Last week's game was a win. Yeah, and yeah. you needed it because it was the first one. But still, there were a lot of and buts, you know, to a lot of the points you're making about the health of the program. This is a legitimate mm-hmm. good win. This yeah. is a good one. So I know they're fired up tomorrow night, 7 p.m. right here. On War Chan TV to do the Sunday Smash. We go down to Miami. We don't like that town, but we like this caller. It's Gabriel. What's going on, Gabriel?
0: Yeah, hey, boys, it feels good to get a win. Yep.
9: Uh, I think our D line played incredible, but specifically our tackles. Malcolm Ray, oh, yeah. he did love it, had a day out there. Malcolm Ray, third stringer, coming in hot. Yep. Um, I think the linebackers actually passed off the meshes a lot better than we have mm-hmm. all season. Um, it, it shows that they worked on that in practice. Uh, I think I think that was very important. in the offense dominated uh, on, on the run game. Uh, that's I haven't seen that in three, four years, maybe. Yeah,
2: it's been yeah. a while. It feels good.
4: Yeah, no, it, it, it's I'm a big be- day. We we appreciate it, Gabriel. Thought you were uh, done with your point there, but it's it's important, Gene, that the defensive interior showed out like that because. You did not have Dennis Briggs, who's done for the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
5: he-, he brought up Malcolm Ray, which is a great point because Briggs out for the season with an injury. Somebody need to step up, and how about that? I mean, that's what good teams do. A guy a, a, a starter goes out, somebody comes in and steps up and plays well. Yeah. So that's great. And I'm curious to see about Cooper because what I've noticed about Cooper, every year his great every game, his grades are going up. He's playing better and better. Now he, he a couple good plays in this one too, stuffing up the middle.
4: Yep. Oh yeah, no doubt. And, and Jared Jackson was not available in this game either today. So again, you needed somebody to stand out next man up mentality. We don't have a next man up mentality very often here in Tallahassee because there really isn't too much of the two deep. That is one issue I take with Christian's call down at Tampa. Like this isn't Alabama that we just beat. You know, it, North Carolina is a very flawed football team, but it, you know what? You can get better. You're it's allowed,
5: an above-average ACC team,
4: yes, Tom. And you went on the road and you beat that ass. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're allowed you to get it. better, and and they got. I mean, yeah. they look worlds better than they did just two or three weeks ago. Now we go. Oh, we stick around in Tallahassee. Manny is in Tallahassee. I don't know if this is the Manny. I think it is. But what's going on, Manny?
8: Yes, it is, Tom. It's me.
4: What's up, hey. mailman? Manny, Hola.
8: how you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm just glad that Nose won a day. I was at work watching half of the game, you know, and then I got home,
9: I was able to watch the rest of the game, and I was so happy for the, the team. You could see there was no quitting them. Mm-hmm. They kept on going. They got down and they never gave up. Is That's what we needed to see.
8: And I'm great. I'm happy. Just guys, fan base is happy as well. And let's go Nose. Woo! Right,
5: you go, Manny. I'll, I love the enthusiasm, man. That's – I mean, after that 10 – fall behind 10-0, man, they put their foot on the gas, and they just went the whole way. Yep. You kept waiting. What's funny, I, because it's not funny, but I mean, the last four or five years, you keep waiting for the shoe to drop. The other shoe's going to come down. They're going to fall apart defensively. They're going to have a bunch of turnovers. Penalties are going to start derailing everything, and it didn't happen. they actually kept playing well. There's a couple setbacks here and there There's going to be in every game, but it didn't let, let them define you. You went out and answered every time there was something going on, when you got a a tackle for loss or a penalty and you know what you did, you persevered, you went through it, you went ahead and executed the next play. And that's something this program has not had in a long, almost since the Jimbo era effectively.
4: Yeah. You you can legitimately feel good about what you saw today. There's no qualifications. It's just today was a good day for the Knowles. And uh, yeah, Manny, hope the family's doing well too, brother. Uh, Next up on the, Oh, is this, is this, Mr. Lemix, Ed, what's going on? Another pillar is here. Is he? it the
5: Godfather? It's the Godfather.
8: What's going on, Godfather. Hey guys, how well, you what's got... going on, Ed?
5: Hi, hey, great, just
8: great win today. Oh, I it. I'm telling you, I picked the last two, and and I think we're gonna win a few more.
1: So,
4: um... absolutely, yeah, I think so too, Ed. I I can hear that you're uh, paying attention to the show via, uh, your computer right now.
5: So what, what do you think, Ed? What's your take on the game? Yep. uh,
8: All right, go ahead. What's that, Gene?
5: What's your take on the game, Ed?
8: Oh man, we we just looked great. I mean, that was just, you know, all the fuller haters and all, they just need to settle down. Let these guys, let these coaches do their thing. And, uh, I, I can't be more proud of these guys than tonight. And yeah. uh, I just I just think it's great.
4: Yeah, totally yeah,
8: agree.
5: No doubt. That's, that is Ed Lemix, the godfather from Pensacola, Florida. Deluna Coffee sponsor of the Wake Up War Chant show, with, which you guys can catch every day. Mm-hmm. If you like to listen to podcasts every morning, you can listen to those guys talk Florida State. And this should be a fun one this week because they get to talk, finally, some good stuff about Florida State. And by the way, all that Deluna Coffee, man—it's Deluna Coffee. If you—if you're a coffee drinker, and I know I am, and I think you are, Tom, and I know your compatriot Jeff is. Oh, yeah, they got some of the best stuff at Deluna Coffee. Get up, public, you can order online at Deluna. They do a great job. Thank you so much, Ed. And yeah. we're all, we're celebrating with you, buddy. Can't wait to see you next time you're in Tallahassee. We
4: appreciate you, Ed. Yeah, of course, subscribe to uh, Wake Up War Chant if you haven't done so already. They also put each episode right here on this channel, on War Chant yep. TV. So again, we've got you covered in so many ways at WarChant.com. And it's thanks to your support on the website, War Chant, your support here for subscribing to War Chant TV, and also the support of some amazing sponsors. And we'll take this opportunity right now to once again thank TeamPaper.com. What is Team Paper? It's a website created in the era of NILs to connect you to more of your favorite athletes. It's also a really good NIL program because 80% of every purchase goes right into the pockets of your favorite Florida State players. We've got upwards of 20 players, members of Team Paper and the NIL initiative at teampaper.com. When you go there, use code WARCHANT at checkout and you'll get $10 off the Tallahassee bundle. You don't have to use that if you want to support the players even more, but we've got it there for you in case you would like a discount. You'll get personalized videos, from the players it's a great way to connect to them and it's a great way to support athletes who are sacrificing the opportunity to get a part-time or full-time job while they're going to school so gotta love the nil for that reason you can support your favorite players today at uh, teampaper.com i don't know why that changed there we go that's better hey 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 we go to lakeland now and we're talking to todd in lakeland todd welcome to the warchant.com post game show how's it going
8: hey man how you doing
4: We're doing well. How was your game day experience, Todd? Hey, Todd.
8: I'm doing good, man. Gene, I've got a question. How do you see us winning enough games to win the ACC (laughs) and make it to the Orange Bowl? I know you're laughing, but we are going to win the ACC this year.
5: I love it, Todd. I absolutely love the enthusiasm. The way he played, man, you know what? I would not discount this team. The way they played today and the way the ACC is down in the coastal, anything would be possible. I think they're still a year or two away from winning the ACC. Mm -hmm. But, man, I love it. The conference is wide open. Absolutely um I don't I, I have to see a couple more games to really believe they're this good. They were the way they played for 70% of this game they looked like maybe the best team in the ACC but we've also see, saw a team a few weeks ago that lost to Jacksonville State. So I'm gonna hold the reins a little bit. Yeah I love the excitement and I, I think there's this team is showing its potential but let's let's slow a roll just a bit here.
4: I would agree. Yeah. Dare to dream today. Today is your day to dare to dream about big and beautiful things. Uh, the, the unicorns, the rainbows, the puppies, whatever, whatever you want. Your pets go to heaven, too. And dream all those big things today. The ACC is possible because you know what? That's what a win does, Gene. It yep. just puts the pep in the step for everybody. And here's a screenshot. I'll try and get the the proper video. Uh, but uh, here's a screenshot. Uh, there's Travis Hunter. There he oh, is. go. There we go. So he was, that looks like Jarvis Brownlee's uh, IG live, but he was in the building for a momentous day for Florida State yes. on the football field and hopefully an even bigger day for Florida State when it comes to the recruiting class. Up next on the warchant.com post game show is Michael. We go back to Miami. Michael, welcome to the warchant.com post game show. You're hearing the bell hey. right now. How's it going?
2: Hey,
1: guys. Um i like to get my thoughts out here. I've got a few of them I've been thinking about, so just let me ramble for a second. I don't think I'll get off. Right. But uh, a couple of my observations, I was really pleased uh, with the preparedness of the team, and that's on the coaching. It's no, uh, no uh, coincidence that Jordan Travis was able to run the RPO the way he was today. When he runs it like that, you know they've been on him about it. and And it shows when he has consistent reps, as the starter, he will improve. None of this McKinsey Milton, him, yeah. the other thing. I was pleased with the balance on uh, between the running and the passing, as well as the offense and the defense. The defense was physical. I know the secondary has been burned a lot in the past, but I thought they played good today. They gave up a couple of uh, nice passes, but uh, it wasn't anything destructive. Um, I think a lot of this falls on the coaching staff. But you see how lethal Jordan Travis can be when he holds that ball and decides to run with it mm-hmm. but you know guys like EJ Manuel who always did the famous spin move oh. just never could really grasp exactly,
5: you had to bring moves. that up. I still have I still have nightmares about Raleigh and that damn spin move Is that what was that 2000 I, uh was that 2011 I'm gonna hang 12, uh, I love
1: Trayson Ward I, I love Trayson Ward I think he's one of the best yes. in the country I, I, he runs so hard and you just know when you give him the ball, he never loses yards. Anyway, have a great uh, great show, guys. Thanks for having me on.
5: Yeah, we appreciate it, Michael. Great call, Michael. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Tom, you talked about early on the RPO. What he it just looks like he has confidence in doing it now. Like he's actually – he's not guessing. I mean, that ca- became famous with James Blackman. He would just always hand it off, and it would never be – he wasn't actually making the read, which is the – you know, that's part of it. But he was actually making the read, holding it as long as possible to do that. And man, it opens up so much stuff when you got a dynamic athletic quarterback who can make those reads and wait till the last second. Man, everything opens up for you. Yep. And he's right. The team looked prepared. It looked like they knew what they were doing. They had an offensive game plan. They had an identity and they were sticking with it. They found on 10 0. They didn't go away from that. They kept doing what they thought was gonna work. Yeah. And good for, good on them. Finally. It, it it's funny. This I approached me the other day this past week, and they go, when's the last time Florida State actually looked better coaching than the other team? Yeah, I said, I kind of had a hard time. I said, well, I, I, I said, I thought they went toe-to-toe with Notre Dame coaching-wide. Maybe they didn't out-coach them, but it was, they didn't get out coach This game, they were the better coach team. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's doubt. any doubt. Well, it's because they didn't
4: panic. They're down 10 to nothing. Nobody panicked on that sideline. They were ready to get after it. They looked prepared for everything that was in front of them. And I don't know what happened in practice the last couple of weeks, Jordan Travis has always been a dynamic runner when he's healthy. We know that. like We saw that last year. That's been proven. But we've never seen him run the read option like this. Mm -mm. Today was different. Point blank. It was very, very different. And if that's the guy that we're going to have week in and week out, that's really tough to stop, Gene, because you can run all kinds of things off of that. And also, the read option is built on what? Not blocking a defender on purpose. So you can
8: commit
5: yeah. bodies and blocks elsewhere. So that this is, uh, this has got potential. Encouraging. It's encouraging yeah. because it's a learning curve thing. If he, if he's figured it out, and he can stay healthy. Now that's a big one too. you mentioned about why he's been able to do this. Well, he's out every other week, so it's hard to get some continuity because you have to do it in practice and in games and get the confidence and get the synergy with the running backs and everything else. It all goes in. But man, when it clicks, mm-hmm. it clicks. If, if, big if, but if you can stay healthy the rest of the season. I mean, the sky's the limit. Who knows what this team might do in the second half?
4: Yeah, poise and patience, man. These these are the markings of somebody who is prepared, and he was poised and patient today. Was Jordan Travis? Gene, we do have Mike Norvell's uh, post game press okay. conference. We like to go to that, or we like want to do a couple more calls. We'll, we'll, let's, let's get at
5: least a little bit from. Uh, uh, let's get a little bit from Mike Norvell. Here's what he's saying here from Chapel Hill. I, we've we put him on when he's been very upset after horrible <laughs> losses. So I'd like to give him a little credit when they've won a game. So let's give him at least a few minutes uh, here. Mike Norvell from Chapel Hill. This is Warchant TV and
4: the Warchant.com postgame show. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Here's Mike.
6: Good evening, everyone, um, you know, really, really proud of this football team. Um, you know, we knew coming into this week, this was a, a great opportunity for us. Um, you know, last week we showed that uh, we could win a we could win a game there. Um, you know, on a last play, you know, through fight, through adversity, all the things that uh, that we had to do. And uh, we talked to the team all week about uh, being able to to show that we can do the same thing, but going on the road and the way that they prepared throughout the course of the week, accepting the challenges, um, you know, just continuing to believe, continuing to push. Um, and tonight we played winning football. You know, this is uh, you look at you, you look at it. I mean, uh, offensively, you're seven to ten on on third downs, three or three in the red zone. You know, being able to even though the first quarter didn't go necessarily like how we wanted. Um, you know, it just uh, the guys just continued to fight, and uh, you know, I thought Jordan did an extraordinary job. Um, you know, uh, it just uh, you know our entire team. I mean, that's an extremely explosive offense uh, that we played against. Uh, I thought we were able to, to to keep them in in check for the most part. Uh, you know, still some things that we still gotta um, you know continue to work on. But uh, you know, these guys, they um, you know the, the way that they're investing, the, the the things that they're that they're pouring into this program. Um, you know, I'm just so very proud of them. And I thought we got better tonight and, uh, you know, be able to go into a bye week uh, if we need it. I mean, we're banged up. You know, we got down to, you know, we're playing, we're playing very, you know, very much into the depth of our roster. Um, so we got to, we got to be able to heal up, but uh, we're going to enjoy this one tonight to be able to come on the road. Um, you know, against all odds, you know, a team that has played phenomenal at home. And, you know, our, our guys didn't worry about any of that. They just worried about their performance and the, the things that they could control. And, uh, just very proud of this football team and, and the way that they showed up and competed for 60 minutes. All right, first question will
10: be Corey Clark from Wartan. Yeah, Mike, you talk, you talk about winning football. Uh, two plays that come to mind is the Jarian Jones interception, um, fighting a really good receiver for the ball. And then Helton making that play on the sideline with his tippy toe to keep that drive alive and for you to guys go down and score is that? I assume that as a head coach, that's what you're looking at in important moments for plays like that.
6: No, no, absolutely, and it, you know the margins are so are so small, and uh, you know the the work, the the emphasis. You know, you know Jaren is, is a young man that um, has really had a, a tough start to the season. You know, being injured in fall camp, um, you know, just was was really. Up and down throughout the first part of the season, but about two weeks ago, you know, he just, he, he really blocked everything out and, you know, he broke, he broke the rock tonight because of, because of the way that he played, but really also the way that he's prepared and, um, you know, to, to be able to go and make that play was such a critical, uh, critical point in the game, uh, really, you know, gave us some, some wonderful momentum. Um, and then, you know, you talk about Keyshawn, another, another young man that's had to respond, uh, you know, had a, coming off a really good game last week, but I mean, that it's a game of inches and, you know, he did everything, uh, technique, fundamentals, um, you know, being able to, to, to extend himself to, to make that catch on a third and 12 was, was huge. Um, you know, and, and, and those things showed up throughout the course of the game. And, uh, you know, our guys, I thought our defensive backfield, um, you know, they, they really challenged themselves this week. And it was something that, you know, there's been a, um, you know, there's been you know some some negative plays that have showed up throughout this year, and um, you know, and, and these guys have uh, you know, just continued to work, continued to battle, and uh, for them to play the way that they did, um, just like I said, just so proud of them. That uh, you know, Jordan was was definitely a highlight of that.
7: Mike, what does it say about Jordan Travis that for the second consecutive week he had to kind of battle through a difficult week of, week of practice and the sense of prep? And then he goes out there and plays like he did tonight, completing his last eleven attempts, and also obviously rushing for a career high while posting five touchdowns.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's one of the things you guys get to see it every day, and the the, the challenges that that go into to a to a week of prep and um you know the things that that that, you know most people don't get to see is all the work that he's putting in in the training room making sure that he was doing the little things in the in with his film study uh you know i thought he played exceptionally with his eyes and you know those those things aren't going to show up in the stat in the the stat line uh but being able to to be in the right spot you know making sure that he's going through his progression i mean he's 11 to 13 throwing the football push the ball down the field um yeah, just all in all, I mean, he's you know he's competing at a very high level, and uh, you know he's he's going to continue to to get himself to where he'll be 100, percent and uh, you know I'm excited about his continued development. Uh, you know, they're playing the position and what he what he brings to this offense.
4: So we'll object from uh, Mike Norvell as the audio quality. It's a Zoom, you know. We are still stuck in uh, times where Zoom post game press conferences uh, are yeah. thing of the day, but uh, you are locked into the WarChant.com post game show right here. On Warchant TV, thank you for support. Oh, there you go,
5: Gene. He's got a I refill. Pop the new one. See, that's why I want to go to Norvell so I can get a new beer going.
4: That's that's the key. Gene's a heady player. We talked about this before years ago uh, on the Warchant Man Cave show about uh, bathroom management. It's like when are the times yes. to go to the restroom and or get a refill? He's got <laughs> refill management, and he's uh, exceptional at that. As uh, we thank Terry as well for supporting the program. Yep, thank I you, hope- Terry. Yeah, overjoyed is uh, I think a lot of us. I mean, you, you saw a drive, then you saw another drive, then you saw a stop. Next thing you know, as Gene has remarked many times tonight on the show, it's a thirty-five to seven run. When's the last time Florida State had a run of thirty-five to seven, a twenty-eight point margin on a Power Five football team? Like
5: we might have to go look that up because it's been a long damn time. Against what's considered I mean, I mean, this was how? What were they preseason? Were they top ten, Tom? They were oh they were frauds. I call that they're fraudulent. They were fraudulent last year too. But like I said, they're an above average ACC team. Mm -hmm.
4: In preseason, I played the under. I think it was uh, nine and a half wins for them on the season. That was that was the Vegas over under. I was like under all day, man. That Mm -hmm. that that program there. I
5: think you're cashing on that one.
4: I think so too. (laughs) I did have Florida State over five and a half. They're gonna have to do a lot of work to get there. Hey, Uh,
5: they're gonna be at three uh after the next game. I would suspect so. They got a fighting shot. Yeah, they Mike do. Chance.
4: We go to Jacksonville now on the post post-game show and we're talking to Mike. Mike in Jacksonville, welcome to the program, sir.
8: Hi. Um, one thing I was very happy to see today is they didn't beat themselves for one, except when they jumped offside on the uh fourth down where he
5: was But was he offsides for sure. Was he offsides on that one? When you go back and look at the tape, I don't think he was actually offsides. But sorry, Mike. Sorry to interrupt well, you. He Go jumped,
8: ahead. He jumped, he jumped into neutral zone. That was just dumb. And it gave them their Agreed. first
5: dunk. Agreed. Okay. Yep. But
8: what I was really happy to see was they didn't run a single bubble screen. They need
4: to throw that play away. <laughs> well, Mike, yeah, you didn't see a whole lot of it. It's a part of the RPO. Unfortunately, uh, for you, uh, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of them because it's an element of the RPO. And if I'm yeah. the next opponent, uh, UMass probably won't be able to do anything about it, but if I I'm, go ahead,
5: no, 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 I'm sorry, Tom. Keep going.
4: I was going to say if I'm Clemson, I crash down on the run all day and I force us wow. to throw that bubble. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a part of it, it's an element of what we do.
8: Yeah.
4: I I too was glad that we didn't see a whole lot of it that we saw a lot more. It was pretty close to smash mouth type football today. We were just going to run it right at you, and we were able to establish that. Uh, But I think it is going to be something moving forward. But go ahead, Gene. What were you going to say?
5: No, but I look, I don't necessarily have a problem. It depends on the matchup. But I think they they thought Syracuse had a really good defensive front. They were going to get time for for routes to break downfield. And you have a below average wide receiver core. So the whole game plan last week with all those bubbles was the the running game Mm -hmm. and the short quick passing game, including the bubble screens. And because in theory – you should be able to make some blocks on the perimeter and guys be able to get some actual yards. Florida state never seems to do that, but most teams are able to get some breaks and plays out of there. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that game plan. Again, last week, say what you want about the game plan. They scored 30 points against at least an average defense. Considering the limitations on defense, I don't have a problem with that. And I think that was a good game plan for the opponent, right? This opponent, they didn't have to do that. They blocked well enough up front. They could run the football they could do the RPO. They could do that game with them. And then occasionally off of that, you throw a pass down the field, makes a big play. So it was a perfect game plan, in my opinion, for this. You got to play to your opponent. That's why you scout them. That's why you have a scout team and you do those things. I think you're going to see that. Maybe they overdo it at times. But at the end of the day, sometimes you got to play within your limitations.
4: Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Know what you are. Know what you can't yeah. do. And, and that they were in all facets today. It seemed like they were up to speed. Nick is worried. I, I think Nick's happy about the yeah. win. But he's saying, hey, man, don't let this keep pulling <laughs> around. All right, Nick, I, I understand you've got long-term concerns, but I don't think that this one game magically makes everything yeah. all right. I, I don't think you have to worry about that. But, hell, if they keep playing good defense week in and week out, who knows, man? Who knows? Anything can happen. Now, I'll
5: mean, we- well, be Dude. curious to see because, look, at the end of the day, I was so upset about this because you gave up 30 points to a bad Syracuse offense. That was awful. There was no excuse for that, and that – so that has to be improved upon. This is one game, like you said, Tom. So, you know, is this a sign has the defense turned the corner? I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks. Look, they've got after the UMass game, they got Clemson, they got NC State who's got a lot a lot of tools offensively. Miami. you know, we're gonna see how this defense is gonna do. I think at the end of the day, if they're giving up 30, 40 points a game going forward in those games, I, I don't think Fuller's gonna have a job next year, despite what happened in this game. But if he goes out, if you hold if you hold those teams to twenty something points and you're competitive in those games, then he probably deserves to keep his job. Isn't that what we want? If yeah, they, if they show improvement and they're able to do that with these guys and he's then he's the guy. But let's he's yeah. not being fired now. So let's see how the second half of the season plays out and then make a decision.
4: I'm smiling, Gene, because as you say, isn't that what we want? Here come the comments. No, 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 no. But people today, for today, don't worry about it. Just enjoy. You know how rare it is that we get. We are now 2-12 in our last 14 road games at Florida State. (laughs) We are now 2-12. So just enjoy this for a little bit. I get it. you got long-term concerns. But damn it! Oh, I have
5: the concerns, but he's right. I do have concerns about Adam Fuller and that defense. There's, it's been abysmal under him the last couple of years. With, but I don't know—is this game an aberration, or have they finally turned the corner? We yeah. don't know that, but we'll we will find out. There's plenty oh. of games left. We'll find out. So just just wait. Just I'm glad, let's wait and see.
4: I'm glad that our staff here at Warchand, this unbeatable staff covering Florida State, gets to write that article. Have they turned the corner? I'm sure that they are. All, they didn't think they were going to be writing that article this yeah. week.
5: And I got a rumor that Corey, maybe we, maybe we're, we're tracking Corey down. So okay. we will see if he's, I don't know. He could be like in the champagne room with some strip club, just going crazy. <laughs> who knows what Corey's doing right now in, in Chapel Hill, but we're trying to track him down. If we can yes. bring him on, we'll bring him on for you.
4: Yeah. He, what did he write like a 300 word column and he was out the door? <laughs> he wanted to go party up. We yep. will go, we will go stadium side though. We, we will go yep. stadium side to John, who is our next guest in the WarChamp post game show. He was at the game today. John, go ahead. Welcome to the program.
0: Hey, guys. How y'all doing? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, John. Hey, John. I heard the
5: war chant going in the second half. I'm sure you're one of those guys. Oh, Hey,
0: hey, look. Y'all had to be here, man. There's nothing like watching these kids grow up, in my opinion. Now, I know it's just one sample size, but, you know, watch these kids grow up in front of your eyes is something amazing. And then after the game, we were in Section 104. I don't know if you've been to Keenan's game, but the the guys were jumping out. You know, know, uh, the first row fans, and we were – you know, high five and adapting. I mean, it was just a great feeling, man. And like you said earlier, to see a complete game from these guys from beginning to finish. And when it got 28 17, I'm thinking, my mind, I'm like, uh oh, here we go. But yeah. Jordan Travis, 35 points a game, you know, when he's the quarterback. I mean, they just, they were out. I mean, they out coached North Carolina. Mac Brown is still 0 for, was he now <laughs> open? Was it 12? Oh, 11 12? Yeah. Whatever it is. You know, if so I'm like you guys, enjoyed the moment. It was a great game watching it on the field from getting to finish. Like you said, you know, as you know, previous coaching staff go down ten nothing. You're thinking, oh no, you know, here we go again. Yeah. But the boys played hard. You know, of course, some of the calls. I think a Robert Cooper when he jumped on the guy after I think, I think was a Chandler run or whatever it was, but he should have he should have got the flag. But hey, we'll take it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask I, you I a question real quick, John. So, just from yeah. the TV perspective, even when North Carolina was up ten to nothing, it it felt through the television dead in there. Like their fans weren't engaged, like the players weren't happy and engaged. Oh. were you feeling that when you absolutely? Yeah?
0: yeah, okay. Yes, sir. I was. I, I mean, no doubt. I mean, when you look around the the stadium, I mean, it was kind of rainy, kind of dreary, drizzly, but it wasn't really like a downpour. Once the game started, because I got there, I watched and I got there about like around one thirty. You know, everybody was warming up. We had a couple showers. But once the game started, there was like really no rain at all, maybe occasional mist. But you're right; they looked dejected. There was no enthusiasm. They were just kind of looking all around. And I'm like, guys, like I thought this was like a revenge game for y'all. Like I thought y'all would be like all pumped up. And I mean, there were there were a couple people, but but you're right. I mean, in, in third quarter, they were already leaving the stadium, and I'm like, goodness gracious, wow. like what's going on around here? You know, it was. But but the Florida State fans, like, I said, my wife and I, she was concerned. Are we gonna have any fans around us? And Lo and behold, there was a, there was a lot, there was a lot of fans around us, man. And it was, it was just a great feel just to watch the guys. And, you know, and like you said, Treshawn Ward, he's, he's incredible. He's incredible.
4: Yeah. And John, we really appreciate you paying the picture for us today because it did, it did feel kind of dead. And they said all the right things this week in Chapel Hill about circling the game and they got to, you know, make it right. What happened last year, but it just never materialized. And they didn't look like they had an extra ax to grind a little bit of fight coming out of the halftime locker room, but, uh, We've got somebody else who can document all of this. Well, thing.
5: I will say that that caller, too, once again, proving Sam Cassell was absolutely right about that group. Yep. I'm and this good. guy knows all about Sam Cassell. Well, and there he is. We thought you might be in the champagne room right now, Corey.
10: I tried to find some wine. Couldn't find any. Like, like our man Cassell said, they, they, they locked it up or something. I couldn't find it. So, uh, oh, nice. I wish I had one. Got a long That's- drive. Got a long drive ahead of me, so I can't, can't go crazy. <laughs> It's but, good, uh, yeah, what yeah. a win.
4: That's a good one, Corey. Your your initial thoughts, man, because this was just a joy to take in from afar. How about in person?
10: Yeah, it was cool. Uh, like the last caller said, I didn't catch his name. I got on a little late. But they did start leaving. It wasn't a great crowd to begin with. And they started leaving once it got to be 35-17. And then you got the stop on fourth down. Look, this defense, we know what this defense is. not and, and good is probably a word. Uh, but but it, it was good enough on uh, today. It was good enough today. It just was. And they got that stop on fourth down. When, it, when the game was still, in my opinion, in the balance. It really was. If they scored there, you're only up 11, you've got 10 minutes left, and they've got three timeouts. Like that, that, that's a real game at that point. But to get that stop and Jarian Jones's pick, those are things you just hadn't seen this defense do. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you've got a quarterback. If he's healthy, you've got a quarterback. It ain't pretty all the time. He's not Drew Brees, but he moves the football and, and accounts for big plays. And, I, you know, we're at the point now where he's the guy if he can stay healthy because he was I mean, he was incredible today.
5: Now, Corey, uh, it's funny it's when Jerry and Jones made that pick, I thought of you right away because you're like those plays make a play. And you're always talking about those. That ball goes up. You're allowed to make a play. And Florida State actually did for a change in that. But I want to ask you about we've been talking about this. The biggest thing our take from the show is Jordan Travis in that RPO. He seemed to hold it that extra second and really just it seemed like it clicked for him. Finally, he, we've seen spurts of it working in and out. But, man, he owned it in this game.
10: He was Sam Hartman-esque, I Ooh. thought, holding on to that thing. He was holding on to a couple of times, maybe a hair too long. But he, it's better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he was, he was really good at it. He made a couple of incredible reads. Um, and I don't, I can't remember if his long touchdown was on a, on a read or not, but he had a couple of other big, big runs that came on that. And then it also frees up the running backs too. Like they, all of a sudden you gotta, you gotta count for 13 and that opens up a hole. Um, and, and Treshawn Ward and Corbin are really good backs, man. I think both of those guys, if they can keep progressing and stay healthy, probably have an NFL future somewhere. And then this quarterback is dynamic too when he's healthy. Um, but yeah, I thought, um, he made the throws he had to make. You know, he a couple of them were behind, a couple of them were high. But you talk about again, yep. Gene, about guys making plays. Keyshawn Helton, that catch on the sideline on third and twelve—that's mm. a play. Forty-two receiver. They just don't make those plays. Yep. They just don't. And he made a couple. And he had another third-down catch where it wasn't exactly on him, and it was thrown hard and behind him on a crossing route, and he caught it and got the first down. Those are huge plays, man. Those are plays and moments that matter. They played third down really well, I thought, uh, on both sides of the ball, but especially on for, uh, on offense. They played first. Down, they played third down really well, and it helped because they weren't always they weren't always second thirteen or second fifteen. They kept the they kept the ball going forward.
5: I know something you and Aslan always talk about on Wake Up War Chant, which you can listen to every day if you subscribe to the podcast or so right here on War Chant TV. You can get that every day. You guys talk about an offensive identity, and it, it seemed like early in the season they just didn't have any. For once, it seemed like they went out and look, like, look. The only thing we do well offensively is run the football. And that's exactly what they did in this game. And when that did that, that opened up a couple of those plays, plays down the field. Has this team finally – do you think Kenny Dillingham and the staff has finally realized we're a running team. It's Trayshawn Ward, it's Corbin, and it's it's Jordan Travis, and that's what we do.
10: Yes, if, if Travis is healthy, this is what yep. they do. They need to throw it about 15 times a game. They need to run it a ton. When you give him a guy that's running open, he can hit him. That throw to Pokey. I mean, he's not wide open, but Travis puts it on him. He can find the guys – He's a good enough at it. I mean, look at those numbers. He's yeah. good enough at it that, his, that um, you, you've got to stay a little bit honest because if you don't, he'll hit you for big plays. He, he will. He just they, – they can do that. They're good enough to do that, and I do think that that helped a lot. Um, that, that with, you know It's hard to say what their identity was when Milton was their quarterback. Mm. He can't do those things. He just doesn't – the defensive end is going to crash down when Mackenzie Milton's doing a, a a read play, he just is. Why wouldn't he? It's not Mackenzie Milton's fault, but this offense just isn't built for him. It's built for guys like Jordan Travis, maybe built for a guy like Chuba Purdy. Um, we'll see someday. Probably, hopefully, the UMass game we'll get to see Chuba some. But man, he he's so he he is so he became so good at that zone read, and he's also really good about he's he's good about first and ten getting seven yards, and then getting down. I thought he was really good. Jordan was really good about that today, getting down, not taking unneeded hits. Um, just overall, I thought he I thought he played a really good I thought he played a really good game. I thought Dillingham and Norvell were really smart. I, I was a little I was getting a little worried about their clock management on their last touchdown drive. They were going a little too quick for my things <laughs> with the lead. I thought, but but I get why they did it. UNC was on yep. the heels and they were tired, and you keep going quick, and that's how you you rather have the points than chew, chew up clock. So, uh, but I, I I just thought overall. That you know, you you think about the way they've looked since the second half of the Louisville game. Yep. It's not a bad football team. Yep. Not great, yep. not great. It's not 2013 up in here, but it's uh it's not a bad it's not a bad football team these last what two and a half games.
4: Yeah, it's not a bad team at all. Uh, again, by the standards of what we've seen the first few games to what we're seeing now, it, they're growing up before our eyes. I think and and Corey, so it's Iris Lane, but you were the only the the lone member of War Chant to make it to the press box. So any observations uh, about the sidelines or, or little things that we can't see on television that you can see live from the press box? Anything that stood out to you today about the atmosphere or the sideline, anything like that?
10: No, but Premier U30 the theater is right. I did promise that. Oh, uh, I,
5: didn't, I didn't know if it was I, – I brought that up. Someone asked about that earlier. I didn't know if it was yeah. this game or Clemson. So we, uh, go back. So – Tom, delete that video right away.
10: <laughs> yeah, if if they win out, I'm going to owe some people. We're going to owe some people some money, Gene. Uh, oh, no, it was start. if
5: FSU wins out. It wasn't for this game. No, no,
10: no. It's for winning out. So we, I think we're good. I think we're still good. Don't don't start All right. heading yet. Well, War,
5: War Channel fund that a little bit. I think if that happens, so we'll. I mean, we'll that would be crazy.
10: We, we'd be going to like the Orange Bowl or something crazy. <laughs> well, like ate, someone,
5: we had someone earlier caller saying FSU is going to win the ACC now. So I guess well, I guess ran the, the table. That's in play, right?
10: Yes, this. And by the way, I talked about it on the post game wrap up with Ira. It almost looks like I'm on a green screen. Like it doesn't even look like I'm. That's a good look. Yeah, it looks like I'm. Y'all did this. Like we put this on my computer. (laughs) It's a green screen, and the moon landing is going to be next. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Overall, there was nothing I could really see from the sidelines. I forgot my binoculars. The ones I had were terrible. But it was really cool after the game. That scene. It's two good, cool scenes in a row. But like taking the Powerade bath out of it. The way the Florida State fans celebrated with, I mean, there were probably a couple thousand Florida State fans that made the trip that were here there in the corner, including my my girlfriend Stephanie and my son, and my son got to meet Devin Travis, so that was cool oh, and took cool. a picture with him. But that's a cool scene, man. That's a scene I remember from when I used to go on road, road games with my dad. You go into another building, and you, you, you quiet their crowd, send them home early, and you get to celebrate with your fans. And that hasn't happened since, what, 2019 Boston College. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since they've got to cut some sod, and like Norvell said after in his post game, he's he's glad he finally gets to contribute to that tradition. Um, so and we all are too. I, that's a win. I just can't believe happened. I can't believe I just watched that. Honestly.
4: So let me, uh, Corey, let you vent for a moment because I know that clock management, game management, it, it's a pet peeve of yours. Catching the football with punts, things like that. These mm. are we share. We share a passion for this how about North Carolina's time management? They didn't care. Yeah, they I'm didn't glad care. I
5: wouldn't ask that too, Tom. I'm glad you brought, like the fourth quarter, it's like he threw in the towel. He's like, Yeah, hey, we're done. Florida State, I, we can never come back against them.
10: Yeah, this team, this this Seminole team's just too good. Can't beat them. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was like they were reading the score wrong. And they were like literally there was a moment where they were running plays at a slower pace than Florida State was, <laughs> and Florida State had the lead. I, I don't understand. I haven't seen his postgame. I don't know if he was asked about it, but their last two drives – the one that stopped got stopped on fourth down, and then the one that they scored on took over 11 minutes. And this is supposed to—I mean, that's the quarter. That's—I mean, Florida State only ran 54 plays in the entire game because North Carolina decided to just meander the ball down the field as if it was a Sunday stroll when they're down by three scores. It was really bizarre. I'm—I'm I'm sure UNC fans, the football fans they have, are are really not happy with what Max done with this team after starting uh, top 10 and having a a first round quarterback. But hey. Not our problem, is it? It's not and, our and, problem. It's problem.
5: the TV commentator said the same thing. I don't, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the guy who was doing it. He was over and over like, what are they doing? Like, they're just sauntering up to the line. There's, they're just taking their time and yeah. little two yard, two yard outs and they go down. Like, what are we doing here? But and yeah, when they score, everybody was going,
10: yeah. And I, and I did think Norvell on the, the last drive they had, the last real drive they had, I thought he did a good job. He milked the clock, he would rotate the linemen. Flip them because it yep. looked like it's like what are you going to snap it with 21 on the play clock? But no, Travis would sit there. So even though they only got one first down after after North Carolina cut it, uh, or after the after the fourth down stop, they only got one first down, but they milked over three minutes off the clock. And again, that's good clock management. That's what winning coaches do. Now Mac Brown's a winning coach; he knows what he's doing. But I'm just saying that's good to see from Norvell because it might be maybe something that I had a few issues with early on here. But I, I thought by and large, they they called a fantastic game, and it and it just yep. helped so much when you don't get false starts and you don't get holds. It just well, helps so much. That That's the whole deal. You can't – they can they can pick up second and eights. They can't pick up second fifteens. That's not what this well, offense they, they is. They picked it, up a
5: third and 12 in this game.
10: My man Keyshawn. Yeah, I mean,
5: Keyshawn's been just waiting in the wings for that to happen. And, I mean, and, and, how about that?
10: And, and that was a great catch. Uh, and McLean's, McLean's play on the touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's a nice move from him. I guess a pretty good corner. A freshman making that move. Um, and to come down with that ball, I think he came down with it anyway. Um, that's, a, that's a nice play and hopefully a big play for him moving forward, too, because he that's, a, that's his first touchdown. I don't know if they threw to him again, but he showed that he can make a play when it matters, and he got open in a tight space. And Travis put that one on him.
5: Corey, the last thing I want to ask you about is that ever since Maurice Smith came back, we're seeing a team being able to run – a lot more effectively than they did in the past. Is it is it just as simple as that? Him and having Robert Scott back in the lineup, that they're that much better running the football. They ran for 238 yards in this game. I mean, it, it seemed like before they couldn't do it or they were taking losses all the time. Is is it as simple as that?
10: Look, I, I don't know. I think again, I think a lot of it has to do when 13's back there too. That changes everything in the run game. That opens up alleys that they're not that that aren't usually there. I'll also say this. I know he's been uh Kind of hated on a lot while he's here. I thought the offensive line got better with Big Baby in yeah. there. Yeah, I thought he played well. We'll see what PFF tells us, but I thought he played pretty darn well. And they controlled the line of scrimmage. I mean, Travis didn't get sacked, and some of that's on him because he's he can whirly he can yeah. whirly bird around. But man, that's I, I can't remember the last time a Florida and now they only had thirteen pass attempts. Probably only dropped back to pass. Hey, complete eleven times. of them. I'll take that. He completed his last eleven. The oh. first two were incomplete, so he, wow. he finished on a but but not getting sacked, not being behind the chains. You see what this offense can do. Now Now let's project a couple of years or a couple of months, a, a year, when this offensive line is better and he's got better guys out wide and maybe a better quarterback. I don't know. This guy's pretty good when he's healthy, but when it's more of their offense, you feel like, okay, you can see where this thing can really click and it can be really hard to defend. Yeah. You've got multiple running backs. You've got a quarterback that can move. And when just when you think they're gonna stick with the run, they hit you over the top. It's got some it's got some elements to it that have been fun to see these last two weeks.
5: Well, it's interesting you said that because Travis Hunter did a live IG thing in the locker room for Florida State. So you talked about some game breakers in that that wide receiver core. That could be on the way very soon. And I mentioned that earlier. The biggest thing from this game wasn't the win. It's good to win, but I think what it ultimately does, it may have helped secure this recruiting class. Now you got Travis Hunter all in after seeing like wait said, was he in
10: the lot? was he in the locker room? No, there
5: so go ahead Tom. What, what was well, he, he was- in it or was there like a, a video chat with the guys in the locker room? Through,
10: I, I haven't reviewed the whole thing,
4: but he, he went live with Florida State football players as they were celebrating. So that that's a real good sign for somebody
5: who so like he the- was here. No, no, he was he was on his phone with the players oh, in the it. locker room.
10: I got it. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that is a very good sign.
5: Yeah. So we yeah. worried because he visited Georgia last week, which is a little scary when, when your star player does that, but a guy like him, you get a game breaker in the secondary if he's as good as it looks and he looks ridiculous looking at his film, what he's doing this season. A guy like that, when you got a quarterback that suddenly clicks an offensive line that comes back, you're right, there could be some special things. Corey,
10: they got a bunch of Travis's. How about my man Travis J with a big kick return, Gene? How'd that taste? What was that?
5: Because I asked Papuchas that question last week, like, why don't you just take the down? <laughs>
10: he's like, and he's gonna Have go, go in your Travis J. That's one Travis that? J and Corey Wren got an extra 15 yards by getting his helmet knocked off and getting knocked out of the game. He set him up.
5: I sat with my buddies Terry and Dan, and I'm like, "That's why you take the down when he got tackled at the 15." Sure nope, enough, nope, nope, got it out to
10: the 32, my man. That's what. They, but it was cool to see Travis J do that. Hopefully, yep. he can get back more into the rotation on defense. But uh, He's a yeah, athlete. just overall, overall, they I thought they did everything. Uh, special teams was decent. And everything else was good. The defense is as good as it's going to be, which isn't great, but it did enough. And the offense put up some points and yards and, and won a game on the road. Yeah. The house that Rod Owens built. The house that Rod Owens, that's Owens right. built. They showed that clip
5: during early in the game. They showed that clip, the Rod Owens ninety-eight yard touchdown. That was the last
10: time I was in this one. building. All I do is win here, and all wow. Matt Brown okay. does. Is okay, lose so you're our
5: designated Chapel Hill designee. For yeah, I'll be back again.
10: I love this place. I'll come back. You're again back the next time. time.
5: Well, Corey, I know you got to hit the road. There are people thinking I'm cheap. You don't fly. But wherever you got to go, we'll let, we'll let you. I go wanted to fly
10: go. desperately, everyone, but yes. Gene's like, no, get on the road. Yeah, get on the road. Am, and paint Yo, oh, and
5: your own gas. We rented Pinto. We <laughs> sent Corey in all over the state. That's what but he's it was cool.
10: Do. I got, like I said, I got my. I got to bring up Stephanie and Brady. They got to enjoy a game, an actual win, which is insane. I didn't think that was going to happen. And he got to meet Devin Travis. So uh, everything, everything turned up roses here on this trip, Gene. So we appreciate it, buddy.
5: Awesome, man. Good Bye. trip. Great work, Corey. Look forward to your call. I'm coming up soon on warchant.com. Out, Corey. We'll see you. And uh anyway's he was out, but your buddy, I know Eric Angel's looking forward to having some drinks with you next Friday for the, uh, I'm sorry, two weeks, because it was the bye week mm-hmm. for the UMass game, the happy hour at Corner Pocket. And Jason Parker, while we were doing that, gave us another huge tip. Thank you so much, Jason. And that, like I said, I think the biggest thing that came from this game is you may have salvaged that incredible recruiting class coming in because now the recruits see, yes, Mike Norvell and the staff know what they're doing. They've got things headed in the right direction. Right. That's the uh, that's
4: the point. Corey's saying you can kind of see where this offense is going when it's mm-hmm. running. Well. well, if we can come. Yeah, you can see it. Then the recruits can see it. And that's where it gets really, really important. And, and Travis
5: Hunter's going, hmm, in this offense, I could do some fun things.
4: Well, and the good news for Corey, too, is there won't be much traffic. All the fans left in the third quarter, apparently. So he can get uh, smooth sailing out of Chapel yeah. Hill. Uh, one final round of calls. Uh, we don't have anybody in the lines right now. So we get one call. last call for calls. I think everybody's boozing, Gene. Wait,
5: all- I, I just, I, I hope I want to send a shout out to our boy Gator Kirk. I hope he's okay. I'm just shocked. He has not dialed in and I hope he's just celebrating so much. He just doesn't even want to maybe there was handle no maintain, I hope no he's maintain okay. from Gator Kirk. Yeah, he hope I, this was not a cat by maintain, So Jeff didn't call this one out. So understandable. He wasn't prepared.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Gene, I guess we can recap a little bit here because we've been going for well over an hour. Just some initial sh- thoughts on this game. Uh, North Carolina goes up 10 nothing, and then from there, Florida State goes on a 35-7 oh. run against a Power 5 opponent, against a conference opponent. It is possible, folks. And guess what that means? It's bamboo time. Yes.
5: There we go. I like the shirts, man. There's a couple of people said they want those shirts, Tom, so we need to start working on that. Get a Kenny okay. to sign off on that. Yep.
4: Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's his. uh that's his picture from uh over at uh, Florida State Sports Info. I think we can just use it at that point. Uh but it is bamboo time for this offense. You can see it. The yards per play was through the roof. The offense stuck to the game plan. One of the key plays in this game, I thought was uh, the third and eight call on the 47-yard line. It's a 10-0 ball game at that point. Florida State sticks with the run in that situation. Mm. They give the ball to Jay Sean Corbin. That's a good idea because he's a good player. Jordan Travis was lights out. We put up the graphic while Corey was on. We put it up a couple of times. But there it is. This is before the kneel downs, Mm -hmm. and one of which was like 10-yard kneel down. But look at those numbers. Look at the efficiency. Gene, it's through the roof. 13 passes. He threw for three touchdowns and 145 yards, yards per attempt over 10. And then 121 yards before the kneel downs on 14 attempts, five total touchdowns. Today is a day for a lot of people to take a bow. And
5: I think at the front of the line would be 13, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I'll say the one stat that's not on that graphic, Tom, is zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. When you've got Jordan Travis, you got to be, like you said, you got to be efficient because you're not going to tear him up throwing the football. You have to run the ball well. Make the good decisions and not turn them all over, and that's the thing. North Carolina, when they scored those points, they'd earn them. They had to drive down the field. There's nothing easy in this game, and uh, it's funny how that makes a huge difference when you make the other team earn those plays. You play discipline. You move the football on defense. Look, there was that one I, when they scored their touchdown early on. There's a the guy open on the first route. They didn't hit it. He, well, he was too late on the throw. The guy was open on the post route. And yep. then the next one, it was similar and he was open. You got guys got behind him. They shouldn't let that happen. You did not really see that the rest of the game. So that's, yep. you know, again, you make them earn it. And at the end of the day, 90% of the teams you play as Wake Forest proves that Wake Forest ended up coming back and winning right now. They were losing to Syracuse. They came back and won. Did they? I'll I'll double check. I think they did. Man, I had Syracuse as a live dog there, man. That's unfortunate. Okay. but Syracuse was up. I think Wake came back and won, but Wake is an incredible job that they don't beat themselves. They're like, you're going to beat us. We're going to sit back and wait for you to screw up because most teams, college football, they screw up enough that if you play competent, you're going to win a lot of games. Will they ever beat a really good team? No, but that doesn't matter (laughs) when you're the ACC. I'm sorry. Just play competent football. You're going to probably win more games than not, and that's what they're doing exactly, but that's Florida State did not – they did everything. They didn't beat themselves. If there's a penalty here or there, you complain about a lot of stuff. They let Sam How run a couple times. Sure, I get it. But you're not going to play a perfect game, especially this team. There's some deficiencies on both sides of the ball. But the, the bottom line is you got to coach around that. And this like we've all said. The coaching staff, tremendous jobs And hats off to Mike Norvell. Yes, Adam Fuller, hats off. Kenny Dillingham, everybody else on the staff, they out-coached the opponent. They had this team prepared. And they went out and they executed the game plan.
4: They did, and uh, we
5: have a few more calls before we go here. And we want to thank
4: Kim for supporting us and saying she enjoys the show. So well, Wake
5: did not cover, but they won. But I don't think they covered. Yeah, I
4: think it was four and a half with it. Yeah, forty to thirty-seven was the final and overtime right. final uh, for Wake Forest and Syracuse. Thirty-seven points, Wake gave up to that Syracuse offense. Interesting. Hmm. We go to the seven-five-seven. Am I talking to Gator Kirk? Is this Gator Kirk? Go ahead.
1: No, sir. Nah. How y'all, how y'all boys doing? This is, uh, I'm actually, uh, my name is Nick.
4: What's going hey, on? I'm
1: a Jenny but a uh, great big, big time fan of the show, guys. Um, really, really excited about this win. I just want to know though, this is my one question. What's it going to take for you guys to jump on the bandwagon? Like after we beat Clemson, are we, are we going to be positive <laughs> about this team or is it still like, what was me? All Nick,
5: I'm telling you, when those – I don't know if you were here after Jacksonville State, after Louisville, and, I mean, there were people – most of the people on our chat were fire. everybody right here. We're the ones saying, look, we're seeing behind the scenes. This team is not bad. Look, they're not world beaters, but they've got things going in the right direction. Be patient. Look, if you're saying they're going to go out and beat Clemson and beat Florida, I'm not there yet. I need to see a little bit more for that. But I will say, yes, this this staff has them head in the right direction. The players are buying in. The recruits seem to be buying in now. So it's very positive for Florida State.
4: Yeah, this is a big day for belief. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, Nick, I, I can't say that I think that they're, they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way and beat Clemson and things like that. But, you know, this is a big day for belief in the direction of where things are going for the fan base, for members of the media who are going to be penning columns and, you know, recording videos and pods and all stuff like that. And then also, obviously, for inside those walls, the coaches got to believe it now, too, because they can see the improvement and it's bearing out. We didn't get scared on that field today. In fact, we were the ones that made North Carolina cower. How about that? That's why it's a good day.
5: They gave up, man. They took a knee. They pulled an urban mire. They just decided, well, not, not getting a lap dance from a co-ed, but they they took the knee. <laughs> they were done. They gave up. They're like, no, we have no chance against Florida State. When they, got, when they got a three-point lead, you can't come back against that.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it looks like our screener, and we love Terry, but Terry might have uh, had a, a little bit of a celebration, so we go <laughs> to, we go to the 270. The 270, who am I speaking with tonight on the post
7: game show? What's up, Gene and Tom? This is Michael Hinton. I, I'm actually out in California. I'm a moderator, and I, I, I'm the one that gave the $200.
5: Oh, my. oh you're the man. Thank you so much.
7: <laughs> Thank you, Michael. What's yeah. going
5: on tonight? Give us your thoughts. Hey.
7: Okay, just a couple quick things. First of all, I mean, Sam Howell is our little bitch two years (laughs) in a row. We love that.
5: Absolutely.
7: Um, absolutely. He should have came to Florida State. Second of all, you know, I thought the defense, you know, they gave up a couple things. But, man, you talk about they were in the backfield. Um, They gave up a couple leverages there. But most most of the game, they were in the backfield. That defensive line won us the game. The defensive line won us the game. How about uh, number seven actually turning his head around and getting the interception?
5: Brilliant, have- man, that was well, the play of the game to me. Absolutely, Michael, you nailed it. We've been calling for the whole game for one of our guys to go up and get coverage, get tight coverage on a guy, and go up and take the ball away. That was something. I'm sorry, Michael, go ahead, but I, I was very excited when that no, happened. No, go ahead.
7: No, no, that's great, Gene. And then also, too, love, I I absolutely agree with what you guys are saying the Jordan Travis running it like he stood there and literally just was super confident in that mesh point. Like, you know, it, it was like the Jordan Travis that we all thought he could be. And think about this. This is the craziest thing I keep thinking about. If we scored a touchdown at, at the in regulation against Notre Dame, we stop Jacksonville, whatever that school is from scoring we are literally 4 and 2 right now. Yeah. 4 and 2. That's
5: crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or if we or if we don't fall asleep for an entire half against Louisville that, or whatever the first quarter and a half where you just were a fricking sieve and then you dominate the hell out of them for over a half, the second half of the th- It's, it's unbelievable how much better this, but that's college football, man. You can be so much better than you are, but end of the day, you know what? You're seeing this team on the rise. And all I said from the beginning, everyone wants to go, well, how many wins do they need to win to show this? You know what? We want to see this team get better every game. Look, you hit a, you hit up an, maybe an all time low against Jacksonville state. Yeah. But this team looks a heck of a lot better. They look a lot more bought in. They look like they know what they're doing. They look well coached. Just a few weeks later, so to me, that that's very encouraging.
4: Yeah, it's a good what if question too, man. You know, the, what if the uh, the snap wasn't bad to Mackenzie Milton on third down against Notre Dame? Like, what? If, who knows? You know, they, they might score. They might win that game. And but the the important thing is, they're getting there. They're getting there. They didn't quit after that point. They didn't quit after the Jacksonville State game. You're seeing buy in. You you've got a lot of reasons to not believe in this coaching staff when you start zero and four and you lose to Jacksonville State because you're not in prevent in that moment. You mm. could give up on that. I'm not saying you should, but that's there's a legitimate reason to have serious doubts. And th- this team has rallied around each other and the staff. They look well-prepared, more prepared every single week. It's a pleasure, man. It was a pleasure to watch that game today. We now go out to the land of Buster Posey home runs, San Francisco. Mm. And we're to Jay.
3: What's up, Jay? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on again. Hey, Jay. Uh, I called... Hey there, how's it going, Gene? I called in a couple weeks ago after the Louisville game and kind of agreed with you all that there was a tale of two halves. And, um, kind of interested in what you all are thinking as our, uh, our keys to the second half of the season to be, to optimize our success. Um, I'll throw mine out there. I think number one, I'm really happy we're going to have UMass after a bye week. So let's just rest up and keep our mm-hmm. guys healthy. I think Travis and uh, the O-line staying healthy is key. And, again, I think there's a lot of cautious optimism around this uh, this victory. Um, I think it's really hard in today's day and age to keep collegiate players engaged, particularly when we were 4 And I've got a lot of cautious optimism for Norvell and the team, They cert- or the coaches. They certainly have shown that uh, they're better than Taggart's crew. And uh, I'll take my my call off the air, and hopefully you guys have some some good talk about that. Thanks a lot.
5: Thanks, Jay. We Thank have... you, Jay. Good call. Yeah, it's uh, how how do you go from here? I mean, yeah, I think he nailed it because it's funny. As soon as he he asked the question, then he said, "Look, getting the offensive line staying healthy, mm-hmm. and then Jordan Travis; those are the two things. Because if those stay intact, I think we've seen enough from this team, and they know their identity on offense now." I think you're going to be pretty good offensively if you stay if those guys stay healthy. I think you're going to score 30 points a game right against most of your opponents. Tom,
4: yeah, I think you've got an offense now that you can also teach to uh, a Purdy each mm-hmm. week and install. Yeah. You know, because you're going to need a mobile quarterback to be able to run the concepts that we're running. Um, but yeah, it starts with Jordan Travis' health, and if his and if his brain is where it was today, which was at a really high level, processing things at a high speed. The game looks so slow for him today. He looks so comfortable out there. If he can run that read option in future weeks, the way he ran it today, no offense is in business because you're going to get shots down the field based off of what the what the RPO game and, and the read option game uh, forces defenders to do, which is get downhill. So mm-hmm. that that's the number one key to me. And then just you know, keep playing clean football too. No turnovers. And the penalty situation has been good the last few weeks, so keep that up. Yeah, we go next to uh, ah one of our board posters, and we met him at the uh, Libations Fest. I did for the first time this year. It's Gville Noel. What's up, Gainesville Noel? Go ahead.
2: Oh, just wanted to uh, talk about defensive backs, um, and uh, just the improvement over twenty twenty is just light years. It's just it, it's it's shocking to be honest with you. And I mean, so we're out there playing uh, Sam Howell and an NFL receiver, uh, and you know, Gant's out, Green's out, Dotson's out. Two starters are out. I mean, last week we had I think five defensive backs of the of the two deep out, and and we keep improving. I mean, I mean, how 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 good would we would have been if Gant, Green, and Dotson were were uh, healthy today, and uh, and then we got Jones. I mean, you know, I mean, Jones was the guy that helped almost lose the game last year. They just, they threw at Jones every single play, I think three plays in a row on 50-50 balls. And then now all of a sudden they throw at Jones and he, and he actually gets the ball. And, uh, just anyway, just, uh, was asking y'all thoughts on what the defensive back ceiling was this year.
5: Okay. Well, I mean, the floor was really low and by the way, Gainesville and I go way back. We've been friends for a long time. I've been this place way back in the day was sunny if anybody remembers, old school war chant remember sunny and i uh, used to do a q and a Q-Q&A column on warchant.com so yeah really appreciate you calling in yeah that's that's one of the big things all the breakdowns in the secondary tom and they definitely looked a lot better i did not like the first drive or so with those guys cuz guys were getting behind them i didn't like that but you didn't see that and i got to think and again i can't we don't see the us watching on tv we can't see what's going on in the deep unless Something changed. There was nothing there. We didn't see guys. At least I didn't see another passes with them getting behind the secondary. So I think they did a better job there, at least unless North Carolina decided, yeah, we're not going to test them deep. Yeah. I don't know what your impression of that, Tom, but it, very encouraging with those guys out, like no mentioned. Yep. Did they play as well as they did They keep stuff in front of them? And then Jerry makes a huge play.
4: Yeah, way to go, Sidney Williams, too, for gutting it out. He got banged up early in the game. He was down. Had a breakup, too. Good breakup. He did. Uh, They get downhill and they tackle. I I think it's uh, a lot of things going on. I think they're more confident in their scheme. I think North Carolina's game plan was questionable as hell. I don't know why they looked and and thought, let's go run the ball at Florida State. Like, what are you doing, Mac? Second year in a row, they had some drops as well. North Carolina had, uh, so we were helped by a few drops. I think three or four in the game. Uh, but in general, it just, it looks like the guys are much more comfortable. It, it, the Jerry on Jones play specifically tells me like it, like the Jordan Travis Reed option play and, and how slowly everything processes. If you can turn around, find the ball, locate the ball, high point it, and turn what is a throw into the end zone into a touchback for you. You are comfortable in your own ability to cover a receiver. You're comfortable in the scheme. You know where you need to be. That, to me, breeds. It's all about confidence. And and this group found confidence out of nothing. They found confidence out of a slow start against Louisville and then rallying in that game and parlaying that against I mean, think about this, Gene. How many ways? Remember, we did this last week. How many different ways did Florida State try to lose the Syracuse game last week? I mean, it was the muff punt. It was third and (sighs) forever. They they found demons where there were no demons, and they still won the football game. And today, you didn't see that when they had a chance to catch a punt in a big situation, they did. When they needed to convert on third
5: down, they did. When they did, I forget. At some point, they were up, and I forget they might have been up ten points, whatever the margin was. And in, in North, we stopped North Carolina, and they got a punt. Yep. And I think it was. Um, it might have been Keyshawn. Was he returning punts? He had a fair catch, and I'm like. You know what? We've learned. Look, there's guys in your face. You're up. You have momentum. Don't try to make a play with guys in your face and turn the ball over. You know what? Be with Play within yourself sometimes. And it's, just it's again, the maturation in one week is incredible. And again, I want to see them build on this. I hope this is not like we talked about last year with North Carolina. That was a one-week aberration. Mm-hmm. Looking back, that was a fluke. Yeah. Um, this doesn't feel like a fluke. I'm not saying they're going to win the rest of their games. I don't think they're that good, but you do see some real tangible improvements in this team that they can build on in the second half of the season. So I want to see that perpetuate itself down the road, but it's as encouraging can get not only because you won, but how you won the game on both sides of the ball.
4: Yeah. This is a a North Carolina program that got blown out by, by Georgia tech too. So like these aren't world beaters, but I don't care. We lost to Jacksonville state. So when you beat teams with a pulse and then you, I mean, this is a game where they submitted to us. The fourth quarter, they didn't try to score with it. They anybody. gave up. They gave up. We forced them to give up. That's the takeaway from today. So I don't care who it is that you do that to. You got to start somewhere. And we started today against North Carolina. Last couple of calls on the Warchant.com game show. We got two more callers. We go to a 20-year member of Warchant. Rob, he's in West Palm. Rob, thank you for uh, your subscription and support of Warchant. Also, welcome to the program.
8: Go ahead. Thank thank you much, guys. I love what you do. Appreciate it all,
4: especially in those
8: bad days in between losses. But I will say this. Tonight was one of those waiting for the next foot to fall games. And <laughs> when they saw that pooch punt get bumbled, I was like, "Oh, darn it. But, no, they
3: recovered. But the team played
8: well. What I want to say to all our fans is I think this is the right coach. And this is a young team. We have to remember, we're playing so many sophomores and freshmen and redshirt freshmen. It's absurd, but we are Knowles, and we are going to be back. Like I said, Gene said, two to one to two years. I think we'll be uh, playable.
4: Yep, no doubt. Well, Rob, yeah,
5: you see the foundation. That's the thing. This is one of those foundation moments mm-hmm. where you see what the staff has been preaching. It came to fruition. You can, you can see the ceiling. You can see if they do what they're supposed to do, and they execute, and they follow the game plan. They can do it. There's been a lot of bumps in the road, and they've got a long way to go. But I think there's a little bit of a – a ta- little more stability in the offensive line, a little bit more talent infusion at certain positions, linebacker, at wide receiver, some positions. A year or two, this could be a pretty good darn team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think they're there yet. Look, they might win two or three more games. Who knows? In the second half of the season, that'll be fine. Um. But, yeah, very encouraging today. Oh, my goodness. Sarvin. My Sarvin! Thank my you. My man! much well done yourself
4: sir we really appreciate well,
5: the sound it. effects tom we got to bring those back I know. me uh
4: my macho man guy got zapped on this device i got i got to put it back in the device the oh yeah uh but uh we'll work on that uh sarvin thank you so much for the support i'll give you a rick flair woo woo right there for there you, you. and uh our final caller of the evening let's see gene do you like inverness or tampa better where do you like
5: they're both awesome. Can't we, can we do both?
4: All right, we can do both. Why not? We let's can do whatever they One want. thing.
5: Let's get through it quick.
4: Let's go to Mike in Tampa. Mike, welcome to the program.
0: What's going on, guys? Hey Mike. Uh, I know you know it was a great it was a great game, but do you guys still have confidence in Adam Fuller? <laughs> I know how we'll take him off for you know a few plays, but do you really still have confidence in him as a you know defense coordinator this year?
4: All right. Simple question.
5: Gene, what say you that goes? Yeah, that's that's cutting right to the chase there. I got to give you credit on that one. I I don't know. Like I I said earlier, man, the book is still at. Look, the bottom line is we don't need to make that decision now. You're not firing them right now Mm -hmm. because you couldn't hire anybody if you wanted to. This was a good game defensively. It was the best defensive game they've had all season in my mind, by far. Um, You held a team effectively. The, The last touchdown they got was whatever. You were kind of in a Slowdown mode, and they did exactly what they needed to do: eat the clock. So, he gave up 17 points to a pretty good offensive team with a nice quarterback who was a Heisman. It's funny, I was listening on the way over, and Deckerhoff, Heisman candidate Sam, Howell, I'm like, yeah, he hasn't been a Heisman candidate for about a month, but okay, Gene, I get it, I get what you're doing there. Yeah. But the point is, it was the best defensive game they've had. But before that, it's been abysmal. Yep. Um, so, I would say you have half a season, and I think we we all evaluated that at the end. Yeah. Like I said, if they go out and the other, these other teams are averaging 30, 40 points a game against that defense, then I think he may seriously consider moving on. Yeah. But if they build on this and this is the new norm and this is what the defense looks like, then, you know, maybe Adam Fuller has saved his job. I don't think we need to make that decision. Unless, what do you think, Tom? No, we don't need to make that decision
4: today. And folks, again, yeah. enjoy the moment. Enjoy. Yeah. I understand the long term concerns. I, I get that. Completely. Sure. But today is about celebration. Oh, there it is. Uh- <laughs>
5: Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!
4: My beautiful wife, Jamie, the owner of those uh, our, yes! our go ACC plates. Thank you so much, babe. She's rocking the aviators and the starters. That is an outstanding work. That's a look. good
5: wife. To go. I love she just opens up, brings you a beer. <laughs> that's the best, man. Oh, Baby, thank you so that, much. And her being in that good mood after what happened to Texas today. I know she's yeah. a fan of most schools, but that's something.
4: Bring- we gotta capture that and keep that forever. Uh yes. thank you, babe. Thank you. Uh John and Inverness. We go to you now. John, go ahead.
9: Jean and Tom, first of all, thank you for taking my call this evening. When you, you when you said a few minutes ago, do we pick between Inverness and Tampa? I'd have taken Tampa to be honest with you, but I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm glad you stuck around and took me. Uh listen, great win and I'm gonna celebrate with all the Florida State fans tonight and all the recruits and I'm very excited about that. One quick question I had for you we see a limited amount of use of the tight ends in terms of, of, targeting them. I know historically we've had some really good tight ends at Florida. State. Now for an offense that's somewhat limited, uh, my question is simple. Is this something you guys see that we could maybe recruit more at this, uh, in this particular area or target more or scheme more towards? I, I know we need them, you know, kept, uh, kept in the backfield for the block a little bit for the run game and things of that nature, but uh, when we do use them, it, it tends to look out pretty good. So that's my question. Have a great evening. I appreciate that you taking my call this evening. And hopefully we'll catch up again for a win um, two weeks from now. Thanks, guys.
5: Thank you, John. Great call. All right, Gene, your thoughts? Sounds good, John. We love him for this, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Well, uh, uh, Cam McDonald got a couple catches. The a, a nice one at one point. I, was, I love the fact that he did not – I think on one of them he danced around – a second one, man, I love the fact he just lowered his shoulders. He was bigger than the defensive backs. Yep. He went forward and got the first down. And Mike Norvell does love his tight ends. He likes to run a lot of 12 personnel. You get both of those guys out there. Um, I just don't know you have a dy- I mean, Cam is decent. I just don't know you have the dynamic tight end out there. I think you'll see more and more of those guys going forward as recruiting goes on. they got a, They got a couple of young guys on the roster that I think might eventually be pretty good. But let's just wait and see how those guys pan out. But I do think in Mike Norvell tight end, is going to be a major part of the offense going forward. Oh, you could see it. You could see all the options that they have off of it in their in their RPO
4: game. And, I mean, last week, Cam, outside of the missed block, he played a really, really good game, and he was a focal point of the offense. And he and Jordan have some, in, in short, quick throws, they have some chemistry. Uh, the, the fun yeah. part is, after the bye week, let's just say, for uh, argument's sake, Gene, that Florida State shows up, does what it's supposed to do the first 30 minutes against UMass, You'll be able to see some of the other players like a Jackson West, who Mike Norvell has been raving about. Mm-hmm. We want that. This is what Florida State football used to be about. You know, you would blow out teams and then you get to see the young players hit the field and you get to see what the future looks like. A little bit of Chubba, maybe. Exactly. Hopefully the Noles do what they're supposed to do two weeks from now against UMass so we can evaluate what we have. Is Jackson West worth bragging about like Mike Norvell did for a f- uh, the full spring camp? We'll find out. And that's the fun part. Uh, But you're right, Gene. I mean, this is an attractive offense. If I am a tight end prospect in high school, I see that there are a ton of plays for me to make and I could be a featured player. It reminds me of the old Bob Stoops offense in uh, Oklahoma, a little bit like that. They had the Millard brothers. And, you know, you have that H-back guy. And where that guy goes, the football is going to go. That's a... that's well, the fun part about it.
5: Tom is, is being X's and O's, guys. I'm curious, they did a lot, especially down the stretch where they put the two tight ends in motion. They, they do Jordan and they do um they yep. do Cam and yep. they move them from one side to the other. What's what's going Is that a, a thing to do to read what the defense is going to do with the linebackers? What, what what's going on yeah. there? So two things. When you go
4: double tights, I remember this lesson I learned from Jimbo. They called it silver personnel here in Tallahassee. But when you go double tights, that forces a defense to declare personnel wise yeah. and pre-snap wise. How they're going to defend you? They're, they're, it's a lot easier to indicate and to make uh, you know uh, educated reads when you have that type of personnel on the football field. And motion is, yeah, that's all. That's what that's all about. You're looking to see how the defense shifts, and you can get. It doesn't always work, but it's a it's like a man zone indicator. You're just looking for information so you can make better decisions after the snap. That's what this offense is all about: isolating matchups and, and giving quarterbacks simple reads so they can play fast. And Jordan Travis certainly. Played very very fast today. Uh, we'll go one more, one more.
5: How about that? Well, a bonus. We'll call this a bonus.
4: This is the Denver bonus. I'm sorry to Justin. We'll get you next time. I, I apologize, Justin. But Vincent in Denver, go ahead, Vincent. What's going on, man?
8: Well, thank you so much for uh, the bonus opportunity. And I was just kind of curious <laughs> for you, folks. Is uh, is that you going to be actually ready for UMass after the two weeks off? The reason I'm saying that is because we got momentum right now. But I'm worried about them losing that momentum, and they're going to think, well, it's UMass the same way we thought, like, oh, it's Jacksonville State, and we all know, you know, how that game went. So I'm just kind of wondering what your take is, you know, for the mental preparedness of the team to really, you know, light them up, you know, right out the gate. Or are we going to see, you know, a repeat where, like, you know, it takes us, you know, midway through the first quarter, start the second quarter, finally score, you know? So I'm just kind of wondering what you guys, you know, thought, or if it's a
2: different team from Week 2 at this point.
5: Well, you better not lose to two FCS teams in one season. That would be, uh, that'd be rough. I, I can't, first of all, I would hope they learned the lesson from Jacksonville State. And I think the fact that they will be able to heal up, like, look, Scott is not playing 100%. Maurice is not playing 100%. Having that extra week's going to do that offensive line a world of good. Yep. Jordan Travis, he got through the game, it seems relatively healthy, but I guarantee he's a little banged to bruised. Having that extra week's going to help him. Yep. Uh, I think it was a Gainesville new called in and talked about four, like three or four defensive backs who were probably starters who were out in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be back. They should. A lot of those guys, if not all, should be back healthy. So I think that'll help the team more than anything else against UMass. But I got to think this coaching staff, if anything else, they learned not to take anybody for granted. So if they take UMass for granted, fireable grounds. Yeah. After yeah. what happened to Jacksonville State.
4: No, I, yeah, I, I agree completely with Eugene, and And here's the thing, Vincent, you know, this is why coaches are paid big money to make sure that they are motivators. And this is a team that needs to stay locked in and motivated. I've got high hopes for how they come out against UMass. It might not be like perfect, but I've got high hopes because this is a team that's still bought in after losing to Jacksonville state, after getting, you know, dismissed by wake forest and being Oh, and four and hearing all that negative press and social media stuff, they still rallied around each other and they yeah. played, but it's a different challenge. It's a challenge of your maturity and your professionalism when you play a game like UMass and, and an opponent like that, because the film's not going to be great. You're going to review it and say, We're going to kill these guys. Well, go ahead and do so. Do it like you did today with North Carolina. Prove it to them. Make them quit. And then go get your backups out there. That's what I, when we're doing this warchant.com post game show in two weeks after the UMass game, I'm hoping that we can talk about some of the younger pieces that are going to be a big part of the puzzle. Moving forward, but you've got to be as mature as Vincent is hoping that this group will be in two weeks. So, Gene, any final thoughts before we go
5: today? Just enjoy the win, yep. enjoy it, celebrate. Um, I think the best point, Tom, one of the best points you made early on is this feels different than last year's UNC upset. It seems like there was some real progress, man, on both sides of the ball. These guys are buying in. You see that foundation, you see the bamboo, <clears throat> excuse me, the bamboo is sprouting. That's right. You really can see that. The foundation is being laid. There it is. It's bamboo time. Yes. Kenny <laughs> with the bamboo. So you see that happening. So this is a really fun time for Florida State, man. We have been in this before. Maybe we finally did hit. I say hit rock bottom and they'll be talking two weeks to lose to UMass. But no, we're not going to go there. That's not happening. No. So it's it's very positive. The recruiting class could be saved. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Tom, everyone was like, the recruiting class is gone. All these guys are leaving. What are we doing? It's done. It's over. No, it may not be over. They could actually be building something pretty good here.
4: Yeah, this is, uh, again, folks, this is the second time Florida State has won a road game in 14 tries. So wow, enjoy that's it. something.
5: Enjoy. Is, that, is that right on the score? Oh, A&M's up 17-7 on oh, Bama. Oh,
4: Woo! Yeah, Jimbo went into the playbook, and uh, he's... We'll well, I'm what...
5: sure knowing Jimbo with Alabama, he's been preparing. You can see the way they play this Whoa. season, prepare for one game all se- all off season, all season.
4: And I'll tell you what, Gene, my preseason Georgia national title uh, wager looks pretty good right now. If
5: that,
4: but. uh, that's it's not going to
5: matter. Alabama can lose. It will make no difference. They'll still oh, be in the playoffs.
4: Absolutely. That SEC championship game is going to be an exhibition. Who cares? Because they're both going to go. And that's really annoying, but that's the way it's going to be unless Alabama
5: completely falls on its face, loses tonight, and then loses another one between now. Well, I guess they could. I mean, here would be the funny thing. If they lose tonight and then they lose to George in the SEC championship game, yeah. are yeah. they going to let them in with two losses? Yeah, maybe. Over, like this will be the tell. Will ESPN push them in <laughs> ahead of, let's say, a one-loss Iowa team? Iowa, Iowa yep. won today. They upset Penn State. Yeah, or an Ohio State team, or someone like that. Will they push them in over them to get in the playoffs?
4: Yeah, put Cincinnati in over. If they a, do crowd. that,
5: alliance should completely go. You know what? We're not even gonna play with the SEC's done if they let them in on that. But they might.
9: Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's,
5: that's for no discussion. You know what? That's a good topic. Bring it up on the smash tomorrow night.
4: That's what we'll do. We'll bring it up on the smash. Hey, Matthew. There you go, man. That's director Matthew from the uh, program. During hey, the-
5: there's our boy Matthew. He does a great job behind the scenes on the Jeff Cameron show.
4: Yeah, and uh, that's right. My wife did pull a Roy Williams. She had the aviators on and everything, man. It was pretty cool. So we uh, we want to thank a lot of people before we sign off today. Yep. Everybody who called, thank you so much for your contributions. For the folks who supported us directly, you don't have to, but we're really grateful yep. when you do. We're very thankful to all of you guys and gals who uh, supported the program and gave us your kind thoughts. To Team Paper, who is our sponsor of the Warchant.com postgame show. All year long, head to TeamPaper.com. Use the code Warchant to save a little bit as you support and put some money directly into the pockets of players. What time we live in, where we can actually do that, and it's on the up and up. And uh, thank you to you, Gene. Thank you to the Knowles for giving us a positive. Mark was a guest. Thank you to Jamie. But thank you to the Knowles, finally, to the coaching staff and the players for giving us a reason to smile. This was an easy postgame show to do, Gene. It's a lot better than walking (laughs) up the stairs to do the show after Jacksonville State hits a bomb. Mm. You know, this is much better.
5: Just slightly better than that. Yeah, it's amazing how far we've come in a few weeks from Jacksonville State in the post game. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. Man, is. the donations and tips were awesome tonight. You guys don't have, like Tom said, you don't have to. We do appreciate it. It's great. And uh, all the people that participate, let Warchant.com. Be what we are. And have all this programming on Warchant TV. Again, I'll, one more time, subscribe, that button below. We have mm-hmm. Sunday Smash tomorrow. Monday, we're going to have, I don't know, we'll hopefully have the uh, Trench Talk, Devontae Love-Taylor, who got banged up in this game. Hopefully he's all right. And then the Jeff Cameron show, all during the week, seminal Headlines, Happy Hour coming up on uh, home games, pregame show coming up for that UMass game. So much cool programming on War Chant TV, so hit that subscribe button.
4: Yeah, if you haven't done so yet, it helps other Knowles who might like Florida State content. We, we find them. It's a, The YouTube system, the algorithm works. The more you subscribe to us, the more you like our videos. If you enjoy our content, somebody else who has never heard of us is going to, thanks to you. So we really do appreciate it. All right, guys, that will wrap up this victorious edition of the Warchant.com game show. Cheers. Ladies and gents who uh, were aboard for the entirety of the two hours, this was a good one. Have a good night, everybody.